welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, and happy anniversary to everybody. I am so excited, you guys. It's our anniversary. So you ready? You ready? Here we go. Ha 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 happy anniversary. Ha 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 happy anniversary. celebration for the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. If you would like to call in tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. For those of you tuning in for the first time, we are an online call-in Open Mic Poetry Show, and tonight is our 17th anniversary, if you could not tell. As always, there is no theme to what you can read, but I am hoping that some of you will bring some of those special messages to the community with you tonight to share. I'm feeling quite nostalgic and actually a bit overwhelmed with pride in all of you. What you have accomplished here is no small thing, this community that you have built, all of you. You are the brick and the mortar, every timber, every nail, the very foundation on which this community stands. Every Thursday, I open the door to the speakeasy. But beyond that, it has been all you guys, 17 years of sharing, 17 years of supporting each other, 17 years of not only listening, but really hearing each other, 17 years of leaving egos and drama and all that BS checked to the curb where it belongs. You've made sure that there's no place for that here. Together, you have created a place that feels like home, a place that is safe for all voices, void of judgment or elitism, and even when you may not agree with someone else's point of view, the respect you show each other, respecting their right to have that view, is unparalleled to anything I have ever encountered in my entire life. It's no small thing that you have done. In the last 17 years, you have built something I think the rest of the world could learn from. Think about that. 17 years is a long time, you guys. Do any of you remember any drama, any, well, besides trolls once in a while, but we deal with them. <laughs> That's not the community. But think about what you guys have built. You guys are what makes this place magic, and I am very proud of you. And I just have to say that because it is so important that you know 
Right, enough of this mushy stuff for me. I'm starting to get all teary-eyed. Mushy stuff. <laughs> We're going to get going to callers soon, but first we have some stuff to do. I want to thank our sponsors who helped contribute towards our 2023 broadcasting license. And when I talk about community, I really need to put an asterisk here and emphasis and written in italic or whatever else I need to do. Because you need to understand how very, very important. First started this show 17 years ago, it was affordable for me to do. And for many, many years, I did the show. But over the last 17 years, prices have rise, and it has gotten much more than I, on my own, can afford to do. And when Sapien, James, stepped in, and then Roy here for the beer stepped in, And then it kind of grew over the years to where you guys have been helping contribute towards our broadcasting license each year. We could not be on the air anymore if it were not for you. If we don't raise enough to meet our broadcasting license, then we can't be here. So this in its own own right is a a testament to what this community means to you guys because you are willing to step up and make sure that it's still here. So when I say that you guys are amazing and you're magic, I mean it, because we would not be here anymore were it not for you. All right? So our 2023 broadcasting license sponsors are Annabelle Ashire, Anthony Arnold, Dave Kuhn, Miss Debbie Kelly, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Jade Mist, Jessica Brooke, Karen DeWitt, Kristen Riley, Krista Jopek, Krista Jopek's dog, T.S. Elliott, Laurie Binder, Lynn Perkins, Martha uh, Shesick, Missy and Jimmy Ray Davis, Pineapple 16, Rebel Jones, Rich Hathaway, Robert and May Ryan, Terry Galloway, and Timothy Mountain. I would also like to thank those of you who made anonymous donations in the memory of Melvin Douglas Johnson, our Appalachian poet, Philip Kent Church, music man John Case, Rain Man, Ray Neighbors, Rick Smith II, Glenn Still, Charles C.B. Banks, King's Cadence, and Deep Enough. Thank you, all of you, for making sure that we're still here. And on that note, just a quick reminder, we are coming up to the end of our broadcasting year, and in a couple weeks, we'll be starting our fundraiser for our 2024 broadcasting license. So if you're interested in being a sponsor, shoot me a message, let me know, Uh, watch for the information to pop up on my Facebook page. If you're not on my Facebook page, you can find me under Nyla, first name Nyla, N-Y-L-A, last name Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Shoot me a message, and I'll let you know how to get involved in that. But thank you, all of you. You make my heart swell. So, good news. Put away your pens, your papers, because there is no workshop tonight. I want to make sure there's time to get through what I want to get through for our anniversary special and make sure we have a lot of time for our callers. So, the uh, inspiration from the workshop, or Inkwell mini workshop, will return next week. Okay, it's time to play a recording, but tonight for our anniversary show, I have a couple of special ones I'm going to play, but I'm getting ahead of myself. To start with, I'm going to give you a quick history of the cause and effect chain of events that have led us to where we are right now in this moment 
here together tonight. So let me tell you a story. Once upon a time, many, many years ago, in a land called MySpace, I wrote a bulletin. It was a story about me writing a get out of jail free, writing get out of jail free notes to uh, everyone's work and their bosses on a Monday, so we could all have the day off together. Then I wrote about how we were going to spend the day. You see, what happened was I had a Monday off and I was bored, and so I sat there over morning coffee and I wrote this bulletin talking about what we would all do if we had the day off together, and. It started out with coffee at a little cafe. Now, I'm not going to read it to you this year, but I will tell you this. In this story, I went on in great lingering cinematic detail about how we spent the day, what we were doing, what happened along the way, what we saw, and so on. And it was, it was just a silly thing, and it probably would have ended right there were it not for Jimmy Ray Davis. He posted a message and said, this is too cool. I can't remember it exactly, but I've got it somewhere. But, you know, this is too cool and it can't end here. All right. So if it were not for Jimmy Ray Davis, we would not be sitting here tonight. So the first track I'm going to play tonight is from Jimmy Ray Davis because we owe a lot to him. Because without him, we would not be here. So this is Jimmy Ray Davis with a track he just sent in last minute called Christmas Lies. You can say some words that you don't really feel. You can pretend what has happened just isn't real. You can buy tons of gifts, beg, borrow, or steal. But Christmas lies in the heart. You can cry in the dark and wish on a star. You can drive to the ocean in your beat-up old car. You can be the king of your palace, hell, even a czar. But Christmas lies deep in the heart. You can sing jingle bells till your throat becomes sore. You can mow down fellow shoppers, gift browsing at stores. You can believe that Kris Kringle is just a minion of lore. Christmas still lies in the heart. You can make love by the fire, be the sexiest beast. You can say grace before you obliterate your feast. You can ignore that star that lights the sky in the east. But Christmas lies within your heart. You can fake up your makeup, plaster that rouge. You can stand in the middle of a cold sleep deluge. If you scoff at the Yuletide, be an Ebenezer Scrooge. Then Christmas dies in your heart. Jimmy Ray Davis. And so that little bulletin that I wrote grew into me starting a writing group called the Speakeasy Cafe. And that was on MySpace where people came in and it was really cool because I didn't initiate it. They just did it, started writing as if they were actually in the the cafe. Um, 
and it was like say and I see Robbie and just sitting over at a table by the corner reading and blah 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 over there I sit down and start talking to so-and-so and read them my latest poem and then they would post their poem it was so cool it was it was just really fun through that community I met Jason Tucker who ran a series of poetry radio shows Jason talked me into reading on the air for the first time. He then talked me into hosting a show with him and then encouraged me to start my own show. So I am going to play this track as a thank you and remembrance of the huge role that Jason Tucker played in the speakeasy being here with you tonight. This is Jason Tucker. Here we go. The Nature of the Beast by Jason Tucker. Moon lingers, glistens, as nature listens to our call. Silken fingers incite the torrent of the rainmaker's squall. In nature's element we unite. In Cytheria's employ on this night, praise the casting shadows of the light, fading all but the sight of you. Only you transform this lycanthrope's hunger, prowling, devouring. A spell you cast I fall under. Enchanted wonder, your physique, unique in stride and technique, with the wand you wave. You're in grave danger, treading water, in this turbulent sea, rendered beach swimmer to the slaughter of the shark of fervent plea. Let me eat you. Give in to the nature of this violent beast, and rest assured your fate's design is the very least of your worries. Better hurry. Swim while you can against the tide. Your tiresome, powerless prowess is in for one hell of a ride as I tear inside the flesh, rip apart your thighs. You can't hide from this outcome, purging my hunger, casting asunder your limbs at my beckoning whim. And that's just where we begin. Savored flavors of fluids kiss. Every predator's undying bliss to ingest the divine, slowing the hands of time. My prey, by design, screams as if awoken to dreams of nectar flowing from my chin in cascading streams. Raining upon the chest of the beast, pouring forth the fluids, your desires released. Further fervor increased to an explosive eruption at the waiting lips of your lichen's consumption. Every drop falls in place. What a wonderful taste. Under a beautiful moon, with a beautiful creature... I hope to meet one day soon.
That was Mr. Jason Tucker, which now this brings us to Miss Debbie Kelly, known to many of you as Debbie Philly, who spent so, so, so many nights for months and months before we ever went on the air with our very first Speakeasy Cafe broadcast. Her hair pulled back in a bandana, a hammer in her hand, sweating and cursing and pounding with her unbendable spirit, helping me with all the unsexy stuff behind the scene that it took to get us ready to go on the air and all the stuff it took for us to keep growing during those early years. I could not have done this without her. And let me repeat that because I know she's listening tonight because she still does not understand this or believe it. I'm saying it to the whole world, Debbie Kelly without your help and support. So this piece I'm going to play is by Ms. Debbie Kelly. It's the second piece she ever read on the show, and I love this piece because it's my sassy girl. Here we go. This is Slamming Down on My City by Debbie Philly. Hi, Debbie. Hi. I'm so excited that you called in. Why are you so excited? Because I know what you're going to read tonight. Oh, God. And, and you sit right in here with these boys. No, 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 I don't, no, I don't, no, just, uh, this is my silly girl coming up here to the stage to take the mic and slam one down for you boys. (laughs) All right, now, okay, now I really am nervous. Thanks. Oh, no, you're not, baby girl, you'll be fine. Okay. (laughs) I am proud of this poem. I love this poem that you wrote. Well, thank you, sweetie. You're welcome. This is called Slamming Down on My City. Says my city is bleeding, needing, dying, babies crying as bullets go flying past my windowsill. Do you think the violence ever will stop hating, blazing, skating through our lives? Wake up, city of brotherly love. Do you need a shelf, a hit? Don't spit on my streets. Liberty Bell is going through hell, dwelling, yelling, swelling from pain. Stand up and be heard against the germ, the virus. Infecting our city, this plague's not pretty. Love your neighbor as yourselves. Put your gums up on the shelf. Take pride within yourselves and help us live again. The end. <laughs> I can't breathe. The whole time I was reading that, I was like... <sighs> I just thought you were trying to be sultry, you know, like this. <laughs> no, I'm actually trying to breathe. <laughs> oh, God. That was great. Thank you, Debbie. That leaves us with Michael Quigg, better known as Q, who hosted beside me from the very first show. And even through all of the chaos that we went through, he never let quitting be one of my options. He was my rock and inspiration to so many of us. Thank you, Q. This is Michael Quigg with a piece that Apollo Poetry produced called Ceaseless. I love this piece. Here we go. It's another one. I have no complaints. On my future, there is no constraint. But it's there, there, forever there. Lurking around each corner, hovering over my heart, waiting to envelop me and return me to its chains. The darkness does not go away. Hope's light may, but the darkness does not. Battles have been fought and won, demons have been slain, and ghosts have been exorcised. Why can my soul not rest? What test have I failed? Everyday woes in comparison paled as my hands, reaching, clutching, grasping, trying to stop my slide, but I can't stem the tide, and I am swallowed up, hollowed out, and crumpled on the floor, a spineless shell of the man I was before, my soul consumed by darkness. 
These demons still haunt me. These goddamn fears still taunt me. And I am gripped by sadness if for no other reason than because I draw breath. Breath. I draw breath. Darkness does not go away. Go away. Go away. Thank you, Michael Quigg. You are a legend and you are loved. I also want to do a special shout out to Christopher Ryan, who has jumped in here in 17 years. There are very few shows I have not been on, but this last year, with Christopher's help, I was able to go on a vacation and go wandering off in the boonies all by my onesie and have all kinds of fun and just want to tell Christopher thank you because I couldn't have done that without him jumping in and hosting so wonderfully. I really love the way that you guys have embraced him and, uh, really shared your love with him. He's a great host, and you guys have been great to him, and I appreciate that, so thank you. And the rest of all this is history. These are your roots, and you guys are the oak that has grown from all the efforts of these people, all of the things that fell into place that have made it possible for 17 years later for us to be sitting here right now sharing time with each other. Very important to know where you came from. These people are amazing, and I appreciate them so much. So happy 17th anniversary Speakeasy Cafe. All right, with that said, let's get cracking on. I have one last track to share, and I play this every year on the anniversary show, and this is Charles C.B. Banks with a call into our anniversary show the year before he moved beyond. We are so grateful that he and all of the poets not physically with us anymore have left such an amazing, amazing legacy that continues to shape and touch this community to this day. This is Charles C.B. Banks, the call he made to our anniversary show. Here we go. Hello? Hi, are you with me? Who is this? This is Nyla. Oh, oh okay, I got the right, right number then. Hey, hey, Nyla. Hey, no poem. Hey, hey, Charles, just, how are you doing, just, hey, sweetheart? Con- congratulations on the 12th anniversary. I remember when you were just a little baby in Pampas uh, thinking, dreaming about a show. And, and what well, do you know? Right? You're a teenager now. You're 12 years <laughs> old, girl. Wow. 12 years old. Isn't that craziness? Yeah. Yeah, I don't have no poem. Hey, I know you're short of time, but hey, congratulations. Love you. Have a good show. Blah, 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 blah. Love you. <laughs> uh, uh, bye-bye. Oh, Take I'm care. glad you're here. It means a lot that you're here because, again, you have been with us forever. Thank you. Thank, thank you very much. Hey, hey, but it's all about you. I, I don't want to do no poem. It's all about you and, and what you have achieved through opening your heart to all the poetry. That's great. Very great. Aren't you going to share something? No, no, please. It's it's about you, and, and I'll come back next week and I'll do something. But hey, it's about what you have achieved and and the poets and all that good stuff. No need for poetry. You you've had poetry. Oh. I mean, it's all been done. Let it do. Let it do what it got to do. do, do, do. <laughs> well, I am really glad that you called in and shared that. I appreciate it so much, sweetheart. Absolutely. You, so you have a good one. Have a good one. You too, baby. Thank you. All Thank right, you, sweet. Mr. Charles. Bye-bye. CB Banks.
<laughs> love that man, miss him terribly, and I love the fact that I still have so many pieces of himself that he gave to us that are constantly here. Those fingerprints never go away. All right, you guys, time it is now. Do you have any idea? Someone guess. I'm stalling because I didn't have the track pulled up. Am I doing it like, am I doing it smoothly? Okay, so let's try that again. So you guys, you know what time it is? It's time for you, the poets. Uh, you thought it was the ink call, didn't you? Fooled you. <laughs> I want to let you know if you'd like to call and read tonight. The number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. I was giving out, starting to give out my home phone number. That would have been exciting. All kinds of interruptions during the show. All right, if you were on hold tonight, this is what you can expect. We do take callers in the order that you call in, so listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please make sure you introduce yourself. It's very important that people know who's reading and that your name is attached to your work. Remember, we have 17 years' worth of archives you can go back and listen to. And you pull up a show and you're listening to that and someone reads and you don't know who it is, that's going to suck. So you are verbally, literally, virtually publishing your poem right now, make sure you introduce yourself. All right. We have kind of full phone lines for tonight, so you can read two normal poems. Don't make them super long, or you can read one long poem. You decide if it changes and we get too busy tonight and I have to cut you back to just one poem. I apologize if that happens on your turn, but for now you are good to go at two. Um when you are done reading, make sure that you give out your, your your URL so people can come find you and get to know you and your work better. And then remember, please, that we have a mature rating. No bumping body parts, no tab A into spot B. Beyond that, you guys are good to go. You know where that envelope is? <laughs> don't Where that line is, don't push it or don't push the envelope or whatever that saying is. I'm going to go ahead and give the first three callers so you kind of have a heads up where you are. We have 573 followed by 850 followed by 702. And after they're done, I'm going to go ahead and keep giving the lineup on down so you know where you are. I do want to let um, two, no, not two, not Jack, 267. Who's 267? Is it 276? 267. Oh, Miss Debbie, you are not in the lineup. If you would like to come on tonight, you want to say something, say hello or whatever, Press one, I'll be able to bring you on. Now remember the rules for tonight. You can read two normal poems or one long poem, but if you brought a poem specifically for the speakeasy to the community as a thank you to someone that has inspired you or to just talk about the speakeasy, a poem, just a quick thing, you can do that in addition to your two reads. All right, so I'm going to actually try to keep my comments to a minimum so I make sure that I get you all on in time tonight and you have time to do all the stuff you want to do. So if someone needs to help keep me in check, I'm going to make sure that I've got the chat. We have chat rooms here. We're good to go. All right. So let's go ahead and bring on – okay, got the dibs. All right. Let's go ahead and bring our first caller, 573. You are on the air. Happy anniversary. <laughs> I got what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sin. How are you, dear? Um, 
I am what I am. I'm really tired, actually. I'm tired today, but I'm here. I'm up. There you go. I am so mad. Lots of stuff, and I didn't even know what I was going to read until like two seconds ago. So <laughs> let's get the ball rolling. This first one is called, well, what? Wait. That's why I'm sane and crazy at one time. But that was inside, and they creak him wildly. Every single knowledge thought knows it's true. We were born under the spirited wind of an embodiment of mystic calls, sail-driven. Under the sky's tide, we will ride the shore here. There's no absence of home. There's no harm in the rocking of a gypsy soul. Let me roll. Like olden days unfolded on ligature binds, losing notes, jazz-driven, drunk, lush, under bridge of disrepair. I mend my soul tonight amongst lost angels. No partner lives in the derelict city of regret. Hung noose, lad, and shame on pavement, scorched by sun. Some worries that lie would be a tragic find. I feel, I feel everything for every day, drastic, torn away. What had believing been a slandered doll, his love's breast and nurture what happened? Away on dark memories, you stay in rifts of contaminated trails. One's not divine. Drawing blood of your forgotten liaisons, gifting our love away upon gyrated grays. <laughs> it's funny. Now that you're not of this world, the moss got lost in ease. I can't forget the sweetest lies. You told everybody I was a monster. Only I had wrongs with what you might have done, Pearl. Hate is folly. Fuck all was your world. Reeked of slutty distrust and vaginal rust. Curating the station's wayward situations. I was bitterly bliss in the Babylon of your lives. The lights flickered in your not-so-free. Fuck me. The mistakes I've made. Crying aloud. Doubt. Your enjoyment feels so swell. Now, failed in the fell of your Sahara is a bleak forgiveness of what I've done and been through. Alone. I'm smiling back at the lead standard in front of my love. That which is of me. And I'm enjoying life now. <laughs> I feel it now. Joy. Just me. Bakery Breeze. And that was incredible. What a great way to start out the show. Thank you. Well, are you hungry for more? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, tongue and cheek. This is called Appetite for More. Laying the moments of self-righteous suicide upon sterling sidewalks, backward stars, exploding in the marathon artillery fire, 
in the psychotic frenzy of a freeze frame, mine, yours. Miners scattered in brilliant fragments of vinyl voices and high fidelity. I wonder, wondering at the depth of baptized water and the silhouettes of where it came from, crowded faces reflect glorified anthologies of what crashed together, turning sense inward of dedication. I hold out into purple scattered skies. Bellowed and brilliant orange and crimson hues. Today's view is once we came as human beings still equal humanity. Obvious states. I'm feeling you don't recall the equal evens and the balance of colorless portals. You're God. Hello, afar. Figuring out I'm more prepared in the art of love and war. I toppled the droughts, knee-driven and absence of claim. Here, we are inhuman, but slide right lives in the vital eruption of fire. May love not burn you, recollecting you are who you are, more than chances. I've staked claim in who I'm to become. I've seen past tidings undone, no longer hungry. Feasting with heathen fingers, a dirty nail brigade to fuck off. My chalice, I fill to its brim in my stead. Past the dread, no longer powerless. I'm becoming, I'm becoming empowered. And my hunger for more, debauchery breeds. You know, Sin, I think the absolute best compliment that I can give you is even regardless of how amazing it is to hear you read your work, you make me want to make the effort to go find it and sit and read it. It is much more complex and there's much a lot more genius in it than I think even you realize. So I, that's the best compliment I can give you. You make it, you make it worth the effort to go find it and read it. Good job. Oh, and you find it for me. <laughs> <laughs> this is because you move so fast. Once you do something, you know, I don't see you doing a lot of backpedaling. You know, you just keep going ahead. That's okay. I'll, I'll follow in your wake and read what you leave behind. Yeah, that's just has to be. I mean, when you write 30 pieces in a month, it's, it's, you have to take a lot of time to look back on the shit, you know? <laughs> right. That's that's what my brain is. That's what my brain is. I mean, I took a two-day break. I didn't write anything until today. That was a really short piece. And, um, yeah. really well, I appreciate you happy taking time to be here with us tonight. No, happy anniversary to you. This is your anniversary. You guys, all of you. Uh, we all so appreciate you, you and love you. You are our matriarch. You are the mother hen. We love you, Nala. <laughs> good night. Good night, sweetheart. Hey, do you want to tell everyone how to find you before you take off? Dennis Respetto, Facebook. The only place you can find me right now because you know, I'm special like that. Not not little water <laughs> special, little dirge special. Just I'm special. I'm an asshole. <laughs> Love you. We'll talk to you soon, hon. Thank you. 
All right. So our next caller, jumping down here because his call dropped, we have area code 850, my river captain. Hello, hello, my dear. Hey, good evening, Miss Nyla. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful, Rich. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I appreciate you putting me back putting me back in. Oh, I was just crossing the state line from Louisiana into Texas, and the phone signal kind of gets shaky right there, which I was worried about. But that is, is why is. I am a advocate for pen and paper as opposed to electronic okay. devices. My pen and paper never yeah. fail me. I know exactly where you right. are in line. <laughs> So are you on the river right now? I'm in the intercoastal waterway. Uh, I'm about to turn into the Sabine River in Orange, Texas, and we're headed back to Houston, unfortunately. And uh, But I will. I get Christmas off this year. I will be, uh, I will be getting off Tuesday and headed home. So uh, it's my year to get uh, to get Christmas and New Year's off. That's great. I am so glad that you're going to be able to be home for that. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. It's, we don't really do much, but I, uh, I do like to be home. Hopefully I'm going to get to see my daughter. I don't know yet, but anyway, I digress. Uh, happy anniversary, and I had a piece that or there's a piece that exists in part that I wanted to do for this, and oh, I couldn't I couldn't get it to to uh, I couldn't get it to come together in time for the show. I may read it for you next week, but uh, anyway, oh, but oh, I don't want to take too much time. But you mentioned pen and paper, oh. Stemming from a conversation with my girlfriend last night and this morning, uh, I've been kind of frustrated with myself lately because I feel like I'm using the electronic stuff as too much of a crutch and kind of annoyed with myself. And so I went outside today and left this flashlight that tells me bad news all day. I left it inside. And... For Matt here. So this came. I am so, uh, so proud of you right now. I can't even tell you. Well, <laughs> uh, this came into uh, into being today. Uh, titled it "Sleepwalker Poet," and it goes a little something like this. I cut and paste footprints in electronic dust until I'm sick of it. Growing tired of drama without theater, anguish over petty things as a slow poison, sapping the circulation of my blood. Hope is a distant lighthouse for a dissatisfied heart that's been trampled underfoot by a web of duties, lost on the shore of a fortune teller daydreams waiting for that beam of illumination to swing back around. I resigned myself to be a sleepwalker poet. This imagination is as predictable as the tides. 
But right now, I'm held in the golden folds of a sunny day, holding my notebook down in the wind, and I am happy. And that's enough. In peace. You see what happens when you use pen and paper? That was probably one of the longer poems I've ever heard you read. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's one of my longer speed pumps, I guess. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, I have no problems if you've taken a long cruise once in a while, trust me. That was awesome. That made me so happy, brought me so much joy. The ending was perfect. Let's see. Trying to remember. Let's see. I don't remember what I titled this one. It doesn't matter. This was from a couple of days ago. Uh, Thought skitter about reckless as flies. I'll break a window or two to let the wind blow the dust off this heart in a cage. Maybe I'll go outside and steal some words from the crickets as they rhyme with the stars. An ordinary strangeness for a prototype reality. I've drawn lines between stacked dreams till I can sink my teeth into them. My poet's coat has been frayed by the moon. Accepting my fate like a wall accepts a shadow. Cavalier to the name the world imposes upon me. In peace. Sorry, I'm driving. I'm keeping 600 feet of barges straight right now. <laughs> I'm like looking down and looking out. That's so much I can do. <laughs> Priorities, you know. Who cares about the bridge piling? Just get that poem read, baby. Oh, uh, well, I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be able to read for you on that. I mean, I'm just driving down a straight line right now, but the water's so shallow that it's hard to keep straight. Whiz. I love the part in there. I mean, that was beautiful. Roundup words for or from the crickets. What a great, yeah. great thought that is. That's beautiful read. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, I got that idea. Uh, I don't remember the poem, but it's a uh, it's a there's a Fernando Pessoa. I'm probably pronouncing his name wrong. I'll probably never pronounce it right. Uh, Fernando Pessoa from like 1914. Uh, he mentions rhyming with the stars, and I was like, you know what? That's what the crickets outside do. And oh, so I, I blatantly stole that. Oh, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, happy anniversary, and uh, I hope everyone, I uh, wish everyone uh, a good. Uh, uh, in case, in case we don't cross paths next week, wish everyone uh, a great holiday, whichever one you celebrate, and. Uh, a happy new year and and all that well you just keep your hands on the wheel dear and we will talk to you soon yes ma'am i appreciate it and i'm by all my social media is dead society poet i am no longer on twitter x oh but i'm still facebook instagram i'm most active oh facebook poetry page instagram TikTok and Threads are all about the same, all about the same title. 
I've got a couple of invites for Blue Sky, but I don't. I, I need more social media, like I need a hole in the head. So I, I think I'm a hole. <laughs> right. I, I still yeah. have. I only have Facebook. That's all I. Or yeah, that's all I, I. I don't have anything else. I don't use anything else. I don't check anything else. I couldn't. This is enough. You guys are here. I'm good. I, I, you're all I need. <laughs> all right, sweetheart. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Yes, Happy anniversary. Yes, Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary to you. See y'all later. Bye-bye, sweetheart. Okay. I love that he's literally driving a barge, holding his poetry in his hand and reading while he's driving the barge down the river. That's just too crazy. All right. Next, we have the man who needs no introduction, Mr. 702. You are on the air. Hey, Nyla. 17th anniversary, happy 17th anniversary to the Speakeasy Cafe and to you, Nyla, and to all the poets that keep coming back and have been with us uh, throughout the years. Uh, It's really amazing. Uh, Has the party started yet? It has started. It is is roaring. Can't you tell? I've got my glass of wine. I can tell. Uh, listen, I'll tell you what, it's uh, it's amazing. The chat room is rocking right now. I mean, I haven't seen it so full in a while. What a special treat to see Debbie there and Q, uh, uh, you know, along with some familiar faces uh, that have come by. Robbie's there, uh, everybody, uh, Rich, and um, everybody. And, and, and there's a lot of chatter going on in there. It's really exciting. Uh, I can't tell you how i mean look i'm how excited i am i for the anniversary here i just took a couple shots of whiskey in your honor did you really um, i love it i feel like on the british baking show i'm all about the booze that's not true but i really love that she's all about the booze i'm not or i have a a bottle of whiskey in your cupcakes and she'll be happy right Right. Listen, I want to. I want to definitely uh, keep <laughs> keep things rolling. We got a lot. We got a lot of folks waiting to call in. I do want to say, um, you know, I I could go on and on um, about you and I land the show itself, and it would be nothing I haven't said before. Um, but I, what I want, what I want you to know, Nyla, is regardless of <clears throat> whoever, all all the folks that helped initiate this show, uh, Jason, Michael, Debbie, um, and then everybody who came and made it happen every week. You are the glue. You are the catalyst. You are the nucleus. You are the X factor. Oh, there's Missy's fingers. And uh, that wasn't part of it. Um, and uh, you, you have to, you know, just understand that we all get this and – Speakeasy is here because of you, regardless of the inspirations, and you keep it going. And I miss you. And uh, you don't have to. And you didn't have to for 17 years. And I just want to thank you for that. And I want you to know how important that is to all of us. You know, there are times over the last 17 years, I mean, life happens for all of us, right? And there's things that I've been through over the last 17 years where it's like, you know, gosh, is this really making a difference? Do people really care? Should I keep doing this? You know, but then I think of people that I've seen, like like one sapien, you know, James, you know, the changes in his life. This show, and I think I went into it a little bit on the show last week, but this show literally literally 
saved his life. He is alive today because of this community. And that is saying a lot. And so I think about, you know, during those times when it got rough, and we all go through rough stuff, you know, it's like, how could I not be here? How could I stop doing? I can't. There's no way. It's too much. You guys have built this into something too big for me to ever shut the door on. So it's just going to be here. As long as we're here. As long as we can be here, we're going to be here. Well, and that also, you know, we can never forget uh, another huge part of this is the full extension of that beautiful community that was where we initiated um, at MySpace. And, and this, I really do, I feel the speakeasy to me is, uh, it, it feels like a huge piece of that which no longer exists, but we exist here. And it means a lot. It really does. Um, yes. So, you know, when I thought about writing a piece for the anniversary, I, there's just not – I couldn't say enough, and I couldn't thank enough people. It would, it would literally go on and on. So what I'm going to do is continue what I do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call in every week. I'm going to support the show every way I can. Um, you know, I'm always here for you and for the show. Uh, so that said, I will continue my word machine wonderland, spread some Christmas cheer to those who might need it or maybe just think they might need it. Um, well, the first piece, uh, and this is one, maybe the only time I've done this, but uh, this was directly inspired and contains characters from a classic novel, and that would be A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens, which has become a wonderful story, filmed many times, um, and really holds up. Like the speakeasy holds up after 17 years. See what I did there, the correlation. I do. And, that was uh, awesome. <laughs> and um, but I always love the story, and it, it, it's about redemption, and it's never too late. You know, you, you can change things, and and you can take a moment to pause and see, uh, you know, what's really important. And anyway, having been inspired by that uh, book and, and the story itself, you know, the story leads right into Scrooge, and, and he's visited by the ghosts. Uh, but first he's visited by Jacob Marley, his former partner, who died seven years previously. And I always thought, you know, there's never been enough said about Marley. I mean, maybe we can change that. Maybe we can add a little something to the legacy. So this poem is called Marley. Jacob Marley curls his fists in his cramped office in hell. Regretful for decisions in haste, which led him to where he now dwells. Wrapped around his thin body, a ponderous hulking chain. He forged it link by link. He must have been insane. A victim of greed's evil talons, money, the love of his life. Humankind should have been his business if life were a woman, his wife. Alas, he squandered his being, never to throw the urchins a scrap, instead counting coins with his partner, who's facing the same moral trap. For Ebenezer Scrooge, sins are huge, and Marley must repent to clear the slate. Drops to his knees to pray with ease, to change for Scrooge's fate. Ah, 
But a prayer spoke in depths of hell is a curious, unlikely affair. Yet fate is a woman with a good heart, and so her goodwill she'll share. Three ancient ghosts are summoned to Scrooge and Marley's shop, with Jacob himself leading the fray, the construction of a new chain to stop. Thank you very much, Marley tells the ghosts, in a quest to reverse subterfuge. With patience, time, and a smidge of luck, change the fate of one Ebenezer Scrooge. And peace. <laughs> I loved that. So are you going to be recording these? I still think that you need to make a CD, a Christmas CD with your Christmas poetry. Well, the good news is all of the videos I do, I have a converter, so I can convert every every one of the videos to an MP3. So that won't be a problem. That's how I sent you the one I sent earlier. I traded the Bing and Show. Did you hear it? I did. I did. Thank you so much. Thank you. So, Nyla, um, sometimes we're inspired by literature or, or other things around us, and other times um, we're touched by um, somebody or some, or an event in real life. Um, I wrote this poem last year before Christmas, and um, it's a story of what actually happened. This is a true story. It's, everything in this coming piece is a true story, and it's something that happened to me 23 years ago. It was right after me and Missy moved into the house here, before the boys were born, so this is going back a ways. And I was at an Albertson supermarket, and I noticed there was an old man, a homeless man. You could tell he was homeless. He had his pack, and he had all his stuff, and he was leaning against the wall. He wasn't asking anybody for money. And people were walking by, just giving him dirty looks. And, and for some reason, I just homed in on him, and it just struck me. And I got out of the car, and I had no idea what I was going to do. You know, I just felt like approaching this this fellow. And um, this poem will tell the story uh, of that night, and it is called, <clears throat> I saw him leaning against the wall outside the supermarket. He was old, shabbily dressed, an obvious denizen of the streets. There was a knapsack of sorts on the ground near his worn-out, shoe-covered feet. I watched as passers-by ignored him or shot sidelong looks, none of them nice. Someone told him to get a job before hurrying through the doors. It was two weeks before Christmas. He smiled at all, even those who abhorred him. As I took in the scene, I noticed he I noticed he never asked for money, though I could tell he could use it. And no one offered that man anything. All those shoppers, not a woman, offered that poor fellow a dime. I decided to approach him. It was time. He smiled as I walked up, a friendly grin. I smiled back and didn't say a word. Sitting down next to my new friend. What's your story, old-timer? I inquired, and his eyes lit up like the northern lights. Oh, my friend, he said. My name is Buck, and I have seen some sights. He spoke fast, rambling all sorts of fanciful tales 
by the stormy ocean voyages riding steel rails, of a beautiful wife and adventurous life, of shipwrecks, oil rigs, lost trails, found treasures, of near-death escapades, and a stint he spent in jail. I laughed and smiled appropriately at every nuance of his tale. As he winded down, it occurred to me that just like all of us, he needed someone to talk to, and the glow in his eyes and his beaming, haggard smile told me this was exactly what he needed. I rose up, shook his hand, gave him a $20 bill. He started to protest, but I told him I'm a friend. I bade him farewell with a handshake and a smile going into the store for my goods. When I came out, he was gone. Now, I never saw him again, and I don't claim to be a saint, but I was compelled to sit with him as the hour grew quite late. So if you see someone down and out, at least take a little while to let them know they are worth at least a buck and maybe even a smile. In peace. That's a great, great story. And a really good time of year to be sharing something like that. That was awesome. Well, like I said, it was uh, it, it was uh, it wasn't anything planned. I, like I, I didn't know uh, you know what I was going to do. I just felt like approaching this guy, and uh, it was uh, I, I, it was about thirty minutes, probably a good thirty minutes. I sat with him. It was pretty cold out, and um, but you know I had that inside, and, and I just I, I hadn't thought of writing about it. And then last year, I thought you know it, it came back to me, and I thought you know this would be. This might be a good story to tell. And like you said, good time of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a real good thing for us all to remember that we are where we are right now because of the lives you were born into. You can't judge somebody. Absolutely. When they haven't had what you've had, even if you had a shitty life. And that guy's is worse. Well, yeah, and, and we know, are all the- just a thread from the common being in a common place. So don't judge people. Just show compassion. Show your humanity. Show what community means. Be a little house on the prairie, you guys, please. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and you I'm know, done. I, I didn't, uh, you know, when I think back to it, two things that strike me, I, I, I don't think, like I'm, I'm sure you know the money that I gave him helped, but it wasn't it was uh, wasn't really about that. I think just sitting with him and treating him like a human being, like he he probably hadn't been treated like in in probably some time. Um, I think it did more for him, him than anything. But I'm not gonna lie, I think it did just as much for me, you know. And um, but yeah, it's definitely it's a time of the season to remember those things and carry them forward all year round, you know, just have that exactly. compassion here, you know. Well, Milo, listen, I want to keep the show rolling. I've already taken too much time. I, you know, I love you to pieces and the show, and I'll keep coming back. Um, I am Jimmy Ray Davis, the Word Machinist. You can find me on TikTok and Instagram under the name Word Machinist. And on poetry, my page there is Jimmy Ray on Poetry. On Facebook, my poetry page there is Jimmy Ray Davis Poetry. Milo, thank you so much. 
Thank you for everything. Thank you, Jimmy. Give Missy a hug for me. I appreciate you so much. I will definitely do it. Take care now. You too. All right. I'm going to go ahead and give the lineup. We have 575 followed by 731, then 860218. Those will be our next four callers. Let's go ahead and grab 575. Hi. Mr. Levi. Hello, Lila. Hi. Happy anniversary. So- Thank you. I was so tickled to see you on the air, or on the on the board tonight. Welcome. Yes, it's been way too long. I haven't been here in a long time. I'm sorry about that, but you know, as you said before, sometimes life just gets in the way, and unfortunately, and uh, but I'm here tonight. So you know, that's, that's, that's okay great. because whenever you walk through the store, there's a, a your place is at the table, and there's a cup of coffee waiting for you, and it's home. So I love coffee. It doesn't matter how long you wait, <laughs> as long as you come back, you know. Yes, yes, and um, you're always welcome. Thank you so much. And I'm gonna read uh, two poems. The first one, I think I read this on one of the first times about. I think I first went on your show probably what like I don't even know how long ago it was six years ago, seven years ago. Mhm. I don't know. Like Maybe that? yeah. And this is one of the first poems I read on your show, and I thought I would open with this one and then read a new one I wrote. Um, This is called A Love Story. Be calm. Don't panic. Well, remember the Copenhagen stain on your scorts I left. The coat of faux fox for freedom I bought you. And you became a queen's ego for a Wednesday. Remember the comatose sidewalk you remembered tripping on, falling for, as if embracing your downside, as if forgetting your loyalty to me. Stay calm. Don't panic, you said, as if love were a replacement for a plaything, as if acorn squash with brown sugar and a glass of red chateau wasn't your favorite meal. As if our kiss meant as much to you as the passing of leaves, a portrait of a stranger, the cabbie forgetting his fare. Keep calm, don't panic, you said, because love is a camel toe, an intriguing pocket of desire. Look, but don't touch, you said. Smell, don't taste, you said, but a plump apple will always look Delectable. I remember the fog that day, as thick as the water, as coarse as the latex paint, as smooth to breathe as your hair after you've been jogging. But there was no fog in the air, only the blink pink of midnight sonnets, the spice of decompressing poetry, melancholy time. If the Bible were our sex book, God would forgive me of our sins and my reproductive democracy. Spit on me and I'll bleed. Kill me and I'll forget your laughter. But fuck me one more time and I'll never speak of this again. Be calm. Don't panic, you said. Be calm. Don't panic. Remember that the fog is forever in my favor. And our love story is forever a fairy tale never read. Be calm. Don't panic. 
I say, in peace. I love the way that you write. You always use such surprising imagery. You know, it's not typical. It's not predictable. You come up with some really intriguing ways of painting the pictures you share. It's really cool. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it, Nyla. I, I try. Well, I appreciate I mean, you. I'm not. <laughs> I don't claim to be the best writer in the world, of course, but I, I try my hardest. So, um, this next piece I just wrote. Well, I wrote it about. Um, I just got it published, and it got published in um, the South Carolina Review out of Clemson University. And I just received my complimentary copies in the mail. So this is the first time I'm going to read it on the air or anywhere, actually. So. Awesome. Yeah. It's called, um, I Am Disgrace, The Hidden and Dark Feelings of a Disabled Person. I Am Disgrace-Ridden cutting lightning bugs from the parts of me that shine because being dull is all I succumb to become and homage to homewreck the human definition of heartbreak take me as I am but I won't be that for too much longer songbirds sing in cadence to my soul but such music is absent here such beauty has been displaced I adjust my jumbled bones from cradle crumbs to corner sutures. I endure what I must endure. But why are castles built for jesters and junkyards built for kings when such things are forever out of my reach? I am a jungle rat here, a chromosome misplacement, a fuck toy for disappointment. I'm the answer to the question nobody ever asks. I am of laughter. I am of broken things. I am disgrace in peace. Damn. That was dramatic. That was awesome. Thank you so much. And yeah, You're I just got that welcome. one published. Yeah. Congrats. And that's awesome. That's really that's great. You know, I only submit to, I don't submit to online publications. I only submit to publications that are in print yeah. because I want those yeah. books. You know, if yeah, one, that's when what the this one is. Dead, I want it tangible. I want something tangible oh, me too. that people can I dig up yeah. 2,000 years from now. And, you know, yeah. Yeah, so they, they, yeah, they sent me my copies in the mail, and I was thrilled. And so the, and it's, it's, a, it's a magazine or a review, but it's like, it's a thick Thick book and it's it's just really cool. <laughs> so awesome. I was happy with it. Well, make yeah. sure post a picture. Of, I want to see a picture of you holding it. I will definitely. I okay. definitely will. Um, you can find me. Um, <laughs> All right, Kitty. You can find me on uh, Facebook under the Poetry and Writings of Levi J Miracle, and then I'm also on um, a Poets and Writers database. You can see all my writing and stuff there, publications and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, and that's about it. Thank you and so I much, And I appreciate Levi. you, Nyla, so much. I'm so glad I could make it tonight. 
I am you too. Know, and help. I know life gets busy and crazy, but, you know, know that you're loved here and you're missed when you're not here and make it back as often as you can. Yes, I definitely will. I've been pretty ill and it's just been hard, but I, I'm so glad to be here tonight. So thank you so much for all you've done for the community and happy anniversary. <laughs> happy anniversary to you. Let me know if you need me to send you some soup, okay? Gotcha. <laughs> All right. All right. All right, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Right. All right, our next caller, area code 731. 731, you're on the air. My fire fire. Hi, Mark. caller from West Tennessee. Give it a big shout-out to Rich. He's on the Sabine River where I once went bullfrog gigging. <laughs> hey, How that's cool the is that? Out- that's the night the alligator tried to take away my ham sandwich. And that was the best ham sandwich I ever had, too. Anyway, <laughs> listen, I got two things to read here, okay? Neither one of them is very long. But one of them you inspired and you and you requested. But you've got, do you remember the first time that you went to a poetry club and you stood in front of people and you read your poems? Do you remember that? Do you remember that trip? Yes. Tell us about it because it inspired what I'm, what I'm going to read here. When, do you mean when I, the first time I was asked to read something and I wasn't going to do it, but the guy said, okay, can someone else read it? And I I'm said no. First and time, I, I'm talking about the first time that you read in front of an audience. That was the you first tell time. Tell me how it happened. I'm asking. Oh, <laughs> so I go, I, he wanted me to read my poetry and, and I said, no. And he said, well, I, I'll read it for you. And it's like, oh, hell no, you're not reading my poems. And I knew that I knew right then that I was going to do that, that I was going to end up reading, but I was scared to death because I hate, I have such anxiety about talking in front of people still to this day on this show. I have that anxiety at the beginning of every show. Um, I don't know if any of you guys know that, but so I met a friend for coffee the night before, and I read what I was going to read. He wanted to know what I was going to read, and I read it to him, and he just looked at me kind of funny, and it's like, oh, crap, I'm not getting up there ever because it doesn't, doesn't look like he liked it. And he just asked me, he said, did you read that with the same emotion that you wrote it? And it kind of sunk in, so I tried to keep that in mind. And um, so, yeah, went to a little the little coffee house and that was the first time I got up and read live it was hard <laughs> it was so hard I was so scared you could hear my voice literally shaking it was that bad well that inspired this plus the fact that this is the only time ever that I can recall that you said you gave me an assignment okay I was talking you were talking about that and uh and I just said, you know, if I was doing that, what if I burp when I'm reading? You went, oh, that's your sonnet. You do it. You write. So, so I did. I wrote a sonnet because, you know, sonnets. I wrote a sonnet called <clears throat> What If I Burp When I'm Reading, and it's about my first time reading in front of people, which has never happened. I've never done that before. I'm a very shy person. Anyway, <clears throat> here it is. From 2012, what if I burp when I'm reading? Slide to the lectern in front of the stage. Shuffle steps disguised, fearful wobble walk. 
getting what I wanted, chance to engage, to walk the walk, prices to talk the talk. Sonnet should be written to and from hearts, leaving little to recourse, when and how, from holding hands to bumping body parts. Oh, major distractions from then and now. Why does she lean forward when she applauds? It all comes clear as to where I belong. Epiphany ensues. What are the odds? If parts are bumping, she's doing it wrong. What if I burp when I'm reading? Or worse, forget the lines to this, my closing verse. N.P. <laughs> I love that so much. You know, and that it means even more because you're not a homework person. You know, so when you when you actually do one, it's like, you know, finding the Holy Grail. Happy anniversary. Thank you so much. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> I, I got one more here. I got one more here that I've never read on Speakeasy. Okay. Uh, I wrote it in 2009 for a friend of mine. She lived in Norway. And uh, and uh, we became pretty good friends. Then she uh, uh, she disappeared from my life. She was typical of my spacers. Okay, she went her way, and I I stayed. I didn't say I didn't say I went mine. I stayed. And this is uh this is about when I came into the writers realm. That group of people. Jimmy was talking about this earlier. So I made me think about this point. Uh, of the MySpace crowd, okay? And this this is exactly what it's about. And in, in Jimmy's surmise, my, MySpace and Vicky's Cafe are hand-in-hand, hand, and I agree with that. Matter of fact, I think what he was really trying to say is you are the only extension from MySpace. It's it. It's just you, okay? So... Congratulations from your heavy burden, except the blessing. <laughs> Her name is Jonah. The poem is called The Blue Rose. The Blue Rose for Jonah. I came to you all just a stranger, as I did the Blue Rose. I'm grateful for those that share their hopes and dreams. Hearts overflowing, knowing all good things come to those. What is a mighty river, if not for its lifetime of streams? I stood before you, a pilgrim, welcomed as one of your own. I'm humbled you would think enough of me to take me in. Knowing I cannot hold you forever, I gladly accept the loan. If tomorrow never comes, I will appreciate what has been. For those who knew me, witnessed as I walked these halls, I am thankful to have been blessed with such company. Hold out hope if asked, efforts suffice in answer to calls. Let me be humble, lest I be humbled in all I say, as I see. Did you know you can wish upon a star even in light of day? Such a wish may well be granted if wished from the heart. Have you seen one special rose can make a perfect bouquet? Correctly read, not journey's end, only a brand new start. End point. Wow. Only a brand new start. Sometimes the brand new starts aren't for the best, though, you know. 
Isn't that what this anniversary is about? Brand new start to one a more brand, year? A brand, well, then in that case, it's a really good thing. That I can't deny. There you go. Just a continuation. It's kind of like that fungus you can never get rid of. The ivy in your backyard you can never completely dig out. That one last dandelion that grows in your yard. <laughs> here we Probably have, not getting out. Either. Here we have kudzu. Yeah, that stuff. That crazy green stuff that takes over the world and makes everything look like aliens. Hmm. I appreciate you, Michael. You've been with me for a long, long time. You've been with all of us, and you are such a huge part of this community. You're the Pied Piper of poets. You've done so much. I mean, the people that you've touched are still benefiting from that, from the MySpace days when you were running your stuff. Just know how much you're appreciated and loved and necessary and important, especially important to me. Well, it goes both ways. So, Time for me to step aside and make room for the real poets. You knew that was coming because it is. I knew that I was believe coming. You got eight, I believe you have 860 waiting in the wings. Am I correct? I do. Up next. Mute me, and let's, mute me and let's get on with the show. All right, hon. Happy anniversary. I love you. You too. Debbie Philly's saying that she loves your accent, by the way. Debbie Philly said that? Yeah, she's in chat. You know what nobody remembers about me in, in Speakeasy Cafe? What's that? The first ten times I was on the radio on poetry shows was not on Speakeasy Cafe. It was on Debbie Philly's Sunday show, reading the classics. Reverse. Reverse. That's the first yep, first three months I did it before I came on your show. I did it with her on Sundays because it was all part of your universe. Yep. See, we've all been together a long time. I love it. All right, Michael, Mm -hmm. we will talk to you next week. Okay, baby, great job tonight. Thank you for those treasures. Thank you. Good night, honey. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary to you. All right, our next caller, 860. You are on the air. Oh, geez, you scared the shit out of me. Wow, hi. Literally made me jump in my chair. <laughs> Why? Because that was awesome. Hey. Because it was it was just like so excited and loud. <laughs> okay, it was well, awesome. Three to to everybody. I know I haven't been um, at the cafe that long, but um, I'm happy to say that I I remember last year's anniversary show. Um, so at least it's, it's been a year or so for me. Okay, I did write something um, for the anniversary. It's not like, it, whatever. It's something. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to read it first. <laughs> okay. Okay. Long ago, the MySpace days, not just the fit. Not just the passing phase. I met Jimmy Ray Davis. He called himself the word machinist. Spent many hours reading, many more interacting. 
Jimmy's work stood out to me like a well-rehearsed symphony. He held my attention with every line, passion and soul, verse so divine. Many years later, with much coaxing, cajoling, and inviting, I finally called his speakeasy cafe, which airs every Thursday. Finally, confidence built built each time, hearing new poets and their rhyme. Each week, it gets easier to share. No other open mic can compare. I'm also very happy to be part of the Speakeasy family. And plus, oh, oh, I'm so happy right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope Jimmy heard oh, that because it's a little ode to him, and then the fact that he was the you and him were the reason why I called in. Well, Missy is here, so I don't know if he's listening, but Missy heard it, so she's, she'll make sure he hears it. I don't know if he's still here or not. I, I don't know. He's always listening, though, so I'm sure he heard you. Okay. I have, like, I because I, I think I only have one poem I've written since last week, and, and then I'm reading one from one of my, one of my books. Um, so first I'll read this. I don't like it, but uh, I'm not going to say it sucks because I – I know. I'm just going to read it. Whatever. Okay. Fresh and new as the morning dew, feeling blessed, sun shining, widely renewed, positive view, breathing out negativity, breathing out negativity found the new me. I decided to change my mindset, outlook, so much to rearrange to rewrite the book. My life's book I'd written with indelible ink in, activity, in negativity's prison. To unlock the chains, I had to relearn the theme, new life running through my veins, no longer an unrealized dream. And peace. I liked it. So okay. You can think what you want. I, I liked it. I thought it was good. <laughs> the first, like, parents, I made my boyfriend laugh, and I was like, you laughed at my <laughs> <laughs> He was probably picturing you naked while you were reading, and it just, you know, his little joke. You know how you know how boys are. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, it just struck me as funny. I'm like, shut up. Um, this one, uh, I was trying to find one, but I just picked this one. It's called, this is out of my, my book, Out of the Chasm. It's called Darkness Knows My Name. From the black of night, darkness knows my name. The dice have been thrown. My fate has been locked in. Darkness knows my name. Sunlight gently made its way through the trees, yet none falls on me. I'm invisible to the light. Darkness knows my name, for I'm forever cast in black. The windows let in no more light. Lace curtains mute the sun. They've yellowed over time. Time in which I've struggled and fought just to stay alive. Darkness knows my name. And I love the title. I love the repetitive line in it. I thought that was awesome. The, uh, that, I love that piece very much. Thank, thank you. Yeah, uh, so yes, I'm going to um, let everybody else who's leading patiently in the wings there um, call in. And I'm just going to say that I am on Facebook to Jessica. Oh, this is Jessica Brooke, by the way. That's my, that's my pen name. Um. My Facebook is Jessica Brooke Poetry, and my YouTube, if you want to see some old videos, Jessica Brooke with an E, apostrophe F, Poetry. And uh, good night. Um, congratulations on another year, Nyla. 
I appreciate you, sweetheart. Happy anniversary. I'm really glad that you're part of our family. Thank you. Same here. And we'll talk to you next week. Okay. Bye. Thanks, then. So I don't know if you guys can hear. I have a new kitten, and she's, like, laying on top of my boobs right now, right under the microphone. And she's purring. I don't know if you guys can hear her or not. But if you can, please let me know. She purrs very loud. But she's too comfy to move. So I will move her if I have to. Just saying. Okay. Area code 281, you are on the air. 281, are you with me? Two eight one, Emmy. Oh, Emmy. Yes, I'm here now. I, uh, you know, I told you I was beyond two phones, so yeah. I had to run to go get this one. This one. Thank you for using Talk Radio. Goodbye. Are you there? Okay. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Okay. I just hung up your. I hung up your other lines. So there wasn't that echo. Yeah. I know. I, I was coming back in to hang it up, but you did it for me. Thank you so much. So I have, in fact, written a special poem for you. Um, I do have other poems, you know, if you if you want me to, to go into the other poems, too. But this one is going to be kind of long. So uh, we'll see at the end of this. You let me know what you want to do. It is well, called, this one's kind of long because of how many callers we have in line. You can either do the two shorter ones or you can do this one and one of the shorter ones. Okay. okay. So let's just do this one. Uh, it's called A Night at the Speakeasy. Happy, happy birthday to the Speakeasy. Absolutely no other poetry show has this level of success. A phenomenal 17 years ago, it aired its first show. It isn't just a show. It's a family. We get together every single week. In addition, some of the most talented poets are on the mic the most amazing human beings you will ever know on the stage. To begin with, its owner, CEO, founder, and host, Nyla Alicia, not only a beautiful woman, but extremely talented in her own right. She has made this show a home and a safe place to spit just about any poetry you to choose to bring. Yet, don't you spit anything regarding bu- bumping body parts and no <laughs> tapping A with slot B, or you will be unmicrophoned immediately. Next, we <laughs> next we have lost so many dear souled poets. Now I've known most of them, and I still grieve them all. I may have known some directly from this show or connected to them elsewhere, but performed together upon this platform. In part, here are just a few that definitely deserve a post-hominous mention. 
C.B. Charles Banks. He had his own brand of poetry. For the most part, it was humorous. I truly adored this man. He was a very talented and thoughtful friend. He once lived in Houston, and it was my honor to entertain him at my home twice. He later moved to New York State to be closer to his brother and other family members, where he eventually slipped away and flowed up to Heaven's Gate, where I'm absolutely certain he has been allowed in and now entertains all the angels. Next is the Appalachian poet, Philip Kent Church. I was so honored to call him friend. He actually loved my poetry so much that he created a video that can still be viewed on YouTube. We talked about his roots and various family members. One of his relatives was famous in the area by driving out the racist and criminal elements many, many years ago. He was a colorful and unique man and absolutely a phenomenal artist. In addition is Gary Snyder, who was Noreen's husband and a truly exquisite artist himself. They did collaborate poetry together, but also performed separate poetry pieces, and his was amazing. He loved and adored his wife and was extremely protective of Noreen. He was a dedicated poet to such a degree that even after his stroke, while in his hospital bed, he spoke into the mic and performed his last poem on the mic. Deep Enough was so special and sweet, excellent, and a pure golden artist. His flow and cadence was amazing, a brilliant star shining upon the earth and this stage. Many, many more absolutely amazing and stellar poets have graced this platform that have moved off of this dimension and risen into the heavenly realm sitting with the Holy Trinity. Next are some of the truly amazing and phenomenal poets who are still among us on this earth, and I'd love to mention. Now speaking about Noreen, she is a truly beautiful soul who I love, adore, and respect highly. She is a personal friend and a great and loving person. In addition, she is an amazing, wonderful poet as well. I honestly don't know where poetry would be without her performances. The word machinist, Jimmy Ray Davis, is stunning and breathtaking poet. His story poems are truly inspiring and exquisite. I am also honored and grateful to call him friend. He is a great poet and a friend. I can't go on without mentioning my dear brother, Clarence Ferguson, Jr., a.k.a. CW34 Music. Not only a truly unique and fabulous poet, 
he is a wonderful songwriter. His musical knowledge and extensive collections of music is truly amazing. He has done many of us poets a great favor by setting our poetry to music and mixing our voices with a piece of music, and an excellent track is born. I can't mention C.W. without discussing Mr. Rebel Jones. His skill and ability to create fantastic poetry is truly impressive and excellent. One of the people that has been greatly significant to me has been Soldier Blue. His poetry is deeply profound. Inserting his indigenous language into his poems sets him far above many, sweet and amazing human being. I have never met him personally, even though he lives somewhere in town. It would be an extremely special moment if I ever did. He is absolutely what legends are made of. Brother O is absolutely phenomenal. He truly is a miracle walking this earth. I've known him from the beginning, now 11 years. He is a kind and godly man. He comes across such he is such a godly man. I once had a pleasure to write a collaboration with him. Some many consider him arrogant, but it's the fact he knows his worth and his skill level and is actually just confident and his trust in the Lord is deeply rooted. He has faced so many medical issues that the Lord saw him out of. Next, the lyrical engine. His off-the-dome poetry is amazing, as is Gina Storm, the female version of him, a longtime poet who is a magnificent artist. No list of superstar poets would be complete without a loving shout-out to Mr. Ed McKinney. I am absolutely honored to be his friend and colleague. I remember many years ago, he was very shy about his poetry. I was truly shocked to learn this because every piece he wrote was amazing and truly phenomenal. He finally jumped off the pages of Facebook onto the microphone of various poetry shows, but especially right here. I have so much respect for him. He has accomplished so much in his life. Much love to him. And P.S., didn't I tell you so? Smiling broadly. Can't forget Captain Rich, who find, who I find so sweet and kind. Knowledgeable on many subjects, including driving a boat. His passion for poetry and superb style is infectious and delightful. Anthony Arnold is a superstar and a legend already, always expressing himself in regards to all the injustices that have plagued the black race throughout history into today. His poetry is always deeply profound and inspiring. His poetry touches my heart deeply more times than not. 
creating heart tears within my soul. Ridden in pain, Carlos is Nyla's prodigy. Few know that. Look at his amazing skill level. He is one of the highest-ranking poets across the world today. Many have called him out. He sliced and diced them and slaughtered them across the stages and airwaves. I also am honored to call him a friend. We don't speak too often, yet it isn't necessary. We know that our friendship has lasted through the many years. So many more memories and poets that I hold close to my heart. I certainly can't not, I cannot list everyone. Here is a story perhaps Nyla was unaware about. Many years ago, I was a part of a poetry network that no longer exists. It was called the Butterfly Effect Network. Steve McGoey, who went on to have his own network for many years, was at that time the station manager and also a poet. For real, who now owns his own station, but at the time was Steve's assistant, and we other hosts who were called Butterflies all crashed Nyla's show. One by one, we all called in and performed on her stage. That was about 2013. It was amazing to hear everyone on the microphone, not just us, but everyone else. I am now celebrating 11 years on Internet radio and coming to this show. I love poetry. I love poets. I love the ability to perform and speak my truths. I have cried during many losses upon this microphone and personal triumphs. Most of all, I want to thank everyone, but most especially Nyla, for all she does for us. In addition, I want to send a quick shout-out to Christopher, Nyla's most recent sidekick, although over the years she's had several. Nyla has gone way above and beyond to keep this show going strong for all these many years, giving each and every one that has graced the stage just a little bit of herself. But most importantly, her love and support. Thank you so very much, Nyla. Here's to another 17 years together. Blessings and hugs, musings of Emilia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen, in peace. That was absolutely beautiful, so emotional. Thank you so much for writing that, my sweet Miss Emmy. <laughs> my pleasure. Got a, little, got a little emotional there, didn't we? <laughs> Oh, yeah, because, you know, um, especially CB, you know, um, when the poetry took off was at the time my marriage was ending, and um, CB helped me through some very difficult days, um, talking, supporting me, um, making me laugh, 
and um, like I said, eventually uh, ended up meeting him on two occasions. So um, I was. He's amazing. I knew he. Had I knew medical. him long before I ever even started this show. I've been. I've known him a long, long time. Never met him. But that doesn't make any of you. Just because I've met, not met you guys does not make you any the less real. I don't have to hold a cereal box to know there's cereal inside. <laughs> right. And, you know, um, I haven't met most of the poets. But, yes, they take a special part of your heart, and you don't have to see them one-on-one to care about them, for them to have profound um, effect upon your life. And I appreciate so, you writing that so much, Amelia. It was beautiful. Thank you. My pleasure. So with that, you can find me on Facebook uh, under E-M-I-L-I-A-T-D-A-V-I-S, also known as Poetical Angel Queen, or right here every Thursday night with Nyla. Much love, Nyla. And I'm so glad Thank you, you. Like Thank you, sweetheart. We'll talk to you soon. Happy anniversary. All righty. Our next call, I'm going to go ahead and let you know the lineup. We have 832 followed by 219. We have Constantine on his Skype call. Then we have eight or 678 and 216. Mama, you're down there. I see you. All right. 832, you are on the air. Uh, okay. <laughs> if, Hello, if, my if, blue if boo. Have <laughs> you have to. Hey, you have Nada. to. No, Hi, fine. sweetheart. Hey, how you doing, baby? I hope <laughs> your week's been better. I, just say, I hope your week's been better than mine. Just kind of rolling downhill for whatever reason. So, anyway, not going to dwell on that. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary to everyone and all. So I'm just going to uh, read. I got a, I got the, the piece that I was uh, talking about earlier called uh, Ghost Face Village. And then I have one that I really like. And I wrote it for my sister, who's a Mohawk, up in uh, upper New York State. And I, I'll read that one. Basically, we'll just go with that. Uh, this one is uh, Ghost Face Village. Fill the water instead of filling the glass. Ghost Face Village. Symbols, signs, painted walls. Mark the places where people have been. Mark scars. They all are recognizable. Apart in lined sense of the landscape. Maps of marble and disgust. Only those accepting of it all can cipher what is before them. Clay manufactures its own time of hearing for form and function, the durability of spirits, red earth. The wind has carried it all away. Ugliness, pain, painful and beauty. The sounds of the repetition of let the past in the past, let the past in the past, that the blood does not no longer be in awareness. Yeah, okay. 
children poking sticks through the bars of their own ignorance. Some few with sensitivity to allow others their own space. The village and its ghost paint is a reflection of it all. Seventeen years, strong sense of winter count. The hide scraped clean, made pliable by tears and joy, the lost and the found, and a few who could be claimed as a miracle child. Let them all be. Let them rise, let them fall as water without a glass. May those represented find their own place, their own peace within advanced. It is a movement of spirit and breath, ice and smoke, broken. It is the truth of watermarks and the reflections, lines of it. It is a ghost dance, smooth in silk, ink, and clay, to render clean memories of ghost face, pain, and safeguarded bones. In a village where every person has a part to play, until the last act, to adjust by such skills as we have learned continue to learn or passed on to someone else because the phase was finished. There's a ghost face village. Welcome to the show. Wow. That was incredible. Wow. <laughs> Amazing Sorry, job on uh, that, Soldier Blue. No, thank you. Uh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. I I try to keep up with my sister uh, up there in New York State because she's got lupus. Uh, mm-hmm. She is also a a language holder. And does a lot of things for her people out that way. And it worries me when I can't get a hold of her either by a text or even just a short phone call. Because she uh, sometimes just, you know, gets weary from a lot of the medicines that she has to take. So I just wrote this for her. It's called Between. Shattered moon veils, tripe of two suns. I've been looking for my sister. Asking the crows about her with her true naming. Searching the patterns of light and the stars between the ruling dreams of planetary feed. Oh, and gawky. Gawky. I am asking the bones of raisin. Should I be looking at the darkness between the stars? I have been searching their splintered Skyward ties of country, the lands between lands of celestial gravity. There is a warm face gathering shadow and second sight. I see you beyond your bones and blood, 
the essence signature of you, my sister. I see her sometimes. It is the shaken motion of illness. Sometimes it is the shake of a rattle. Deer toes and antler tips dripping dew or a river's flood. The shine of stones speaking into me, the grace laid between gray and green. The black moon calls from the water's edge. Fireside rings, sticks and ash. I leave her messages. She is careworn, weary of the storms we must endure. We are red earth. We touch each other in the breath rings of midnight. I tell her the stories to keep her dreams strong. She reminds me to keep walking. And she is the one who listens when there is no one there. I remind her not to let go. She is a language speaker. I am a word weaver. I fletch my patterns to the weave of fibers, centuries old, embers burning, two suns rising. We walk the fires, speak. All the sacred journey begins. Spheres of the inefficient bullet tracers, shades of the ignorant. We have faced them all, and we shall do so over again. Clay flung. At the maple shades and solar bursts. Solar bursts will never reach the sun. We two, of us two, Moninga Kot, the blackbird flies at me, my sister from afar, walking the high hills. She has been the earth. For me many times when the need was great and I could already hear echoes of a death song looked at the viscous spaces of the ignorant and the unwashed the oil grave arrogance of those who tried one last time to find or methodology of assimilation I am here. I am not hiding from your shite given nonsense. My sister is beyond your daily reconstructing. But you have never known the peace without time nor table. Our way is set. We shall see each other soon, and only ours shall know when or why she is my sister. I am her blood kin. We 
We're here many times before time does not end, it only changes. She and I, us two, beneath the real sun, midnight or daylight, or any just of the nocturnal, where the ghosts were born. You're always walking our way home. Come on through has she heard that? I talked to her, told her about it. I don't, uh, haven't uh, been able to read it to her on the phone yet, but I will. And she gives me the opportunity. But like That's I said, I have make to... her cry. That was beautiful. That was amazing. <laughs> Thank you. I just like to have to be careful because, like I said, she gets weary from those medicines. So I don't try to overtax her. Well, don't forget, I'm your sister, too, just saying. Yeah, I know. I know. And she can be your this. favorite, but I'm, I'm going to be up there. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. If you, if you, if you was paying thinking... You were all over the place in, in the Ghost Space Village, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there, there may have been things said inside the portrait, but the portrait always has to have a profile. Does it not? <laughs> it does. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it all right, does. I'm happy now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, love. Tell everyone how Man. they can come visit you. All right, then. Uh, you can find me at Facebook at Rick uh, Wild at Facebook.com. And then underneath in print, it says Soldier Blue. And then you can also find some of my work on my podcast, Red Earth One. We're separated, we'll get you a little faster. And uh, due to unforeseen circumstances, and certainly not because I wanted to, I've had an idea, wasn't able to uh, do really any real work with the, the Reverb Nation. Uh, site that I have, other than just make sure I keep my hand in and let them let them know that I'm still active. But I will be as, as soon as I can get some other things resolved. So as soon as I can get things worked around, I will be back in there. Very cool. All right, sweetheart. Will we talk to you next week? Oh yeah, I'll be here. Very cool. Love you. Sweetheart. Thank you, Miss Marilyn. All right. So we have an, about an hour left in the show, and we've got quite a few callers on hold. So right now you can do one longer poem or two shorter poems. I'm going to really keep my – I'm going to let you guys read and then ask you how to find yourself because I want to make sure that you all get on in the next hour. So let's go ahead and grab our next caller, area code 219. Brother O, you're on the air. How are you doing? <clears throat> I'm wonderful, sweetheart. How are you? Oh, good. Good. Enjoying the show awesome. so far. It's actually that uh, uh, 12th Amelia T. Davis. It was, it was, it was awesome. She mentioned all of us. <laughs> right? I appreciate, appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you have for us tonight, sweetheart? This poem is called, Where is the Real Meaning of Christmas? Yeah. Christmas meant 
celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And the season to have peace, love, joy, and happiness in our hearts and spirits. And to express our love and gratitude. <clears throat> Days we have commercialized Christmas and made a man-made holiday tradition. We have made the mistake of taking Christ out of the equation by replacing it with an X. The real meaning of Christmas. Today, you know, the day after Thanksgiving and Monday after Thanksgiving, which are basically Black Friday and Cyber Monday, stand in line and camp out in the parking lots of stores. That's an early bird special in all these stores you can think of. I think they look absolutely foolish for standing out there in all that cold weather to go in a day for one day called Christmas. It's only celebrated the year. This is the real meaning of Christmas. Writing letters to Santa Claus, wanting him to buy toys and the latest electronic gadgets and it's the most expensive shoes and clothes that money can buy, knowing good and well that they have toys to play with at home and clothes to wear. Being greedy and selfish, giving kids a sense of entitlement is the real meaning of Christmas. Since let me talk some reality. Santa Claus and his reindeer ain't got nothing on Jesus. They have man-made fantasies. Fairy. It's a bloody. Not like my Lord and Savior, Jesus, Lord and Savior. Where's the real meaning of Christmas? Lord, only care about anything that you have. A green piece of paper with a credit card you carry in your wallet and purse, persuading you to hard on money to make a profit at your expense. Time you're in a unnecessary debt because of trying to please people who don't care nothing about yourself when they want something. Your brothers and sisters, why should you go broke and make a big deal out of one day out of the year? That's a real meaning of Christmas. So what does Christmas mean to you? It's all about thanking God for giving his only begotten son as a gift who sacrificed and died on the cross to redeem for our sins, and it's my opportunity to celebrate my Savior's birthday with the ones I love dearly. I mean, I always express my gratitude and thanks. Just being, just living and being blessed with everything that I have. This also means giving and receiving gifts to express our love and gratitude to those who have been there for us. The sisters, it's not about how many gifts you give and receive. The best gift you can ever have is your life, and I'm a living witness. Somebody don't ask for anything for Christmas because it's not my birthday anyway. It's all about me, about Jesus. I finish this poem. One last piece of advice for this in the audience tonight. Having fun opening gifts for your loved ones. That you had the opportunity to celebrate another Christmas with them because we know they leave this earth at this time next year. Tell them how much you love and appreciate each other before late. Remind your children and grandchildren about whose birthday this really is. Let us not forget why we celebrate Christmas, the reason for this season. He will never God. Oh. Beautiful, right, sweetheart? Absolutely love that you share your heart with us like that. Nala. 
Yeah, happy Can you hear 17th me? anniversary. Yeah, Speakeasy Cafe. Happy 17th anniversary to you guys. By the Thank platform. You. Platform for us to come on every Thursday. And, uh, like you said, we're all, we're all a family. Mm-hmm, we are. We've been through a lot together. I appreciate you. You've been through so much with us. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a been a journey, but you know, I always we we'll always say we got each other. Because in the day, it's all about say this. It's not about, but it's all about loyalty. Guys, can find me on Facebook under Omar Brother Gavin and on Instagram under Brother O underscore Little Miracle nineteen seventy five. All right, Brother O, happy anniversary to you. Appreciate you, and we will talk with you soon, okay? Be back on next week. All right, hon. Bye-bye. All right, our next caller is Mr. Constantine himself. Are you with me, hon? Uh, I think I'm here with you. Can you hear me all right? Hi, sweetheart. I was so tickled to see you in here tonight. Welcome to the show. Happy anniversary. Yeah, happy anniversary to you too. Yeah, I I thought I threw together uh, something that has uh, something old, something new, something borrowed, so, something blue, and uh, gives credit to some words to some people in here that involved in this piece. As uh, I pay tribute to Nyla, who is certainly. Uh, a, a Valkyrie of sorts for, for poets all, all out there. And, you know, I was thinking about the other day, I think speaking the cafe could be akin to the, to the Ryman theater, the grand old Opry in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, who was for country music singers back in the days and things were beginning. So. <clears throat> I love it. I, I love I, it. So I throw it. So I threw together this piece I got some parts borrowed out of. I think you'll enjoy it. That uh, I call my ride to the Ryman, if I may. Feed him. Well, I was summoned from Montgomery. I had a guitar in my back. A stranger stopped beside me in an antique Cadillac. He was dressed like 1950. He was half drunk and hungry. He said, it's a long walk to Nashville. Would you like a ride? So I sat down in that front seat, and he turned on the radio, and them sad old songs come out of the speakers. They were solid country gold, and when I noticed the stranger was ghost white pale, he asked me for a light, and there was something strange about this ride. Then he drove in front of a former church in Nashville. He turned that old big car around. He said, that's where you get off, boy. This, I'm going back to the Ryman now. As I stepped out of that Cadillac, I said, Mr. Many thanks. He said, you don't have to call me Mr. Mr. Because the whole world calls me Hank. He said, Drifter, can you make folks cry when you play and sing? Have you paid your dues? Can you moan the blues? Can you bend them guitar strings? He said, boy, can you make folks feel what you feel inside? Because if you're big star bound, let me warn you, it's a long, hard ride. 
And then in a blink of an eye, he was gone. Well, I was standing across the street from the Ryman Opry House. Of course, this was many years ago, back when plans were first being made for the Opry land to be built in a new building. It was late. And as I started to walk away, I noticed the front door was standing open to this former church that became the original Grand Old Opry. And I thought something might be wrong, so I crossed the street and went in. I was standing alone in that huge auditorium that night. I was almost overwhelmed by the thought of all the great stars that once placed there, sung there, performed there, and my footsteps, they made eerie echoes as I slowly walked through that empty building. I took a seat near the stage, closed my eyes for a moment, to try to remember how it was long ago, and when I reopened my eyes, stage lights were on. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. The man was standing at the microphone, his booming voice through, came saying, this is a Ryman Auditorium, and it echoed down empty halls, welcomed the Grand Old Opry, the greatest Grand Old Opry of them all. And then it started, and they were all there. The most brilliant country stars that are now in heaven have been all together. Patsy Klein was first, and oh, she never sounded better. Then Red Foley sung a song long before my time called Peace in the Valley. He sang it just for me. And the famous Jim Reeds was there. The list went on and on. There were far too many for them to meet a name. Roy Aker took me on a ride on the Wabash Cannonball. George Jones showed up and gave me a tear to your eye. So I remember singing. And he stopped loving her today. And then we had uh, a, another man step up. Man in black. His name is Johnny Cash. You may have heard him sing a song called Ghost Riders in the Sky. And then he came on. My driver, he bent his knees, threw his head back, and he started yodeling the blues. It was the greatest moment in his glory. Hank Williams sang his greatest ones that night. Then, much to my surprise, when he was done, there came another, a few, actually, that had never actually had a chance to play there. Those who had died before their time heard the, a familiar voice of Keith Whitley singing, I'm No Stranger to the Rain. And a friend, uh, another person of my, a friend of mine, I would say, his name was Chris Ledoux. And he came, and he came across, and I remember him, he said, well, there's always been groups of people that never could see eye to eye. And I always thought if they had a chance to sit down, talk face to face, they might realize they got a lot of common. Well, once I was sitting in a coffee shop just having a cup of pass the time, Swapping old rodeo stories, an old cowboy friend of mine. When some motorcycle rider started snickering in the back, started poking fun at my friend's ass. One old boy said, hey, Tex, where'd you park your horse? My friend just pulled his hat down low, but they couldn't be ignored. One Esky fellow said, I think I'll rip that hat right off your head. And that's when my friend turned around. This is what he said. Now, partner, this old hat here, well, it's best left alone. 
she used to be my daddy's. Last year, my daddy passed on. My nephew's skin rattle. That makes up this old hat man from a rattlesnake that he killed back before he died in 69 in Vietnam. Now, the Eagle Feather was giving me to an Indian friend of mine, but someone ran him down. No one really can tell quite the reason why. And a real special lady gave me this hat pin. Well, I don't know if I'll ever be seeing her ever again. But, mister, if your leather jacket means to you, this hat here means to me. And I guess we understand each other. We can just let it be. But if you think it's funny, man, you've got my back against the wall. And if you touch my hat, it won't be just me. You'll have to fight us all. You can ride a black tornado across the western sky. You can rope an old blue northern and milk it till it's dry. We'll dog the Mississippi River and penance here sitting flat. So long before you'll take this cowboy hat. And I caught my breath. I got another surprise. The one who I had probably admired the most, who stood the shadows, took the stage. He was a late great former host of the Grand Ole Opry. Wrote to a vine. He was called the king of narrations. One of the fathers of music and spoken word. And he kept... So many things alive in me when I tried and crafted my trade. He also died before his natural time. He had several things you might have heard of. Talked about a little boy named Teddy Bear. Became a multi-platinum and number one in the country and popular music music charts with that one. Then he told Tale Two Rigs called Giddy Up Go. And then he shuddered down my spine as one last time he told the tale of Phantom 309. And I remember every word by heart. I was out on the West Coast trying to make a buck. And things didn't work out, and I was down on my luck. Got tired of roaming and bumming around and started thumbing back east of my hometown. Made a lot of miles the first two days and figured I'd be home in a week. Hailed out that way. The third night, I got stranded way out of town on a cold, lonely crossroads. Rain was heavily pouring down, and I was hungry and freezing and caught chill. When I saw the lights of big eye, big old semi, top of the hill. Lord, I sure was glad to hear those air brakes come on. I climbed in that cab, where it would be warm. And as the big man that set the wheel, he must wait about two ten. He Stuck out his hand and said with a grin, Big Joe's my name. I told him mine. He said, name of this rig is Phantom 309. I asked him why he called his rig such a name. He said, the smack son can put them all to shame. They ain't no driver or rig running idiot line. Ain't seen nothing but taillights from Phantom 309. Well, we wrote and talked the better part of the night when the lights of a truck stop came in sight. He said, sorry, son, this is as far as you go. Because I have to make a turn just step through. Well, he tossed me a dime as he pulled the rig down low, and he said, have a 
cuffed on old Big Joe. When Joe and his rig roared out of sight, and nothing flat, he was clean out of sight. When I went inside and ordered a cup, told the waiter Big Joe was setting me up. He could have heard a pin drop. Got deathly quiet. And the waiter's face turned kind of white. Well, did I say something wrong? I said, wait a halfway grin. He said, no, this happens every now and then. Every, every driver in this place knows Big Joe. Well, son, let me tell you what happened about ten years ago. At the crossroads tonight where you flagged him down, there's a busload of kids coming from town. And they were right in the middle when Big Joe topped that hill. Could have been slaughter. But Big Joe turned his wheel. Well, Joe lost control and went to a skid. He gave his life to save that bunch of kids. And that's the crossroads at the end of the line for Big Joe and Phantom 309. Everybody knows now then, sometimes a hiker will come by, like Big Joe, and give him a ride. Here, son, have a cup and forget about the dime. Keep a souvenir from Big Joe and Phantom 309. And as my eyes filled, he, he ceased. The echo had died. It was all over. I closed my eyes and reopened it. And to my surprise, I was back in my seat again. It was dark. There was no sound. But as I left the Ryman Theater, I felt the legends I'd seen there inside were looking down and smiling at me. And they saw all the new stars that are now and to come to be the future of spoken word music, whose road were paved by those original artists there at the Ryman, the greatest Grand Old Opry, of them all. Fade out. Wow, I have goosebumps, Constantine. I absolutely <laughs> love that. And, I, and Chris Ledoux, man, that's my boy. He used to go to the have a dinner bill. He gave me a dinner bill from his ranch. He used to do the Tugwater Chili Cook-Off in Wyoming. Well, I certainly am glad that you enjoyed it. My hats off to all the old friends from all the years. Yeah, lots of lots of lots of good memories. I'll back on out. I appreciate letting me read. I appreciate you, sweetheart. You want to tell people how to find you? Uh, Sure. Um, Just uh, look for uh, Constantine for Abilene or. Uh, Mithril Weaver, M-I-T-H-R-I-L-W-E-A-V-E-R. You look it up. I'm on Facebook and Twitter and Reverb Nation. Um, I released an album in 2014 that's on there. And uh, come and check it, out. check it out. Thanks a lot. Thank you, sweetheart. So glad you were here tonight. Happy anniversary. Bye-bye. You too. Okay. All right. Our next caller, 678. You are on the air. Jack, are you with us? Are you muted? Did you mute yourself? Can you hear me, Lila? I can hear you. Oh, shit. It does work. Hey, (laughs) happy anniversary, Nyla. Thank you, sir. Happy anniversary to you. You spend 16 hours a day on the Internet. You think you might figure out how it works, you know? 
Um, yeah, I'm so huh? glad to be here. I'm so glad to be here, Nyla, and I'm so happy um, that I know you and met you, and you changed my life dramatically many, many years ago, and I want to say thank you for that here in person. Um, you know, you, you turned the headlights on to some talents and some interests that I've had for a long, long time that I had put to sleep and getting involved with uh, the speakeasy and um, the community here helped to spur that on to the monster it has become today. So (laughs) thank you for that and happy anniversary to everybody and thanks for letting me be here. Well, thank you for being here, honey. It's awesome to have you. What are you going to share tonight? I am going to read a couple of pieces and then I'll drop some links in the chat. Um, this one is called, um, should I had it? Hang on, bear with me. (laughs) This one is called an accident, not waiting to happen with grave possibilities. Our life together was an accident. It's not waiting to happen with grave possibilities. You know, I refused to believe it until you were gone, until you'd been gone for at least two weeks. And then the lights came on for me that you were really gone, and our electric bill money had been what paid for your moving truck. Lights out, the echoes, your discards, and the shrieking last gasps of a smoke detector gone mad were caused to question and reason enough for me to mislead for me to mislead me and the hungry dogs that truly love me more than the bitch who obviously did not. So I took eight weeks and stayed in the hospital instead. And I finally had some successes and I did what they said could never be done. I fucking lived. Yeah. I'm no $6 million man, but the 300 grand it costs to write off for the institution. And as a case study, that had its value. The doctors, now famous for the unnamed fungus that you left growing in my lungs, added a new element of danger to my nicotine addiction. Six months in bed healing was no tryst like you were used to, and I apparently was the one who was fucked. Cabin fever led me to a desire to go see Jesus in more ways than one. There were no alcoholics with coffee or a place to complain to be found in the town of 300 that you dragged me to, where a hundred of your family had your back. Chapter 2. The boar, following her instincts to protect her children, ran in front of the full-board 1982 Bronco at 70 miles an hour, and it started a slow-motion tailspin, head over heels. Topsy-turvy, tumbled. Three tons of twisted metal and broken glass revealed things lost underneath those seats that held secrets. American heavy metal was crushed almost as much as me. The smell of gas and the sound of stitches ripping let me know that the Bronco was definitely dead. Then the lesson was that seatbelts do not unlatch easily when you're upside down and carrying the weight of your memory and my hatred. Clawing and crawling away from a surrealist nightmare to outrun the unseen spark, all I could think of was how sad it was that your soul 
held a replay of all of this accident not waiting to happen and that you may not have walked away unscathed because you never wear your seatbelt. Grave, grave possibilities indeed. In poem, thanks, guys. You are very welcome. That was a great read, honey. I, I just the whole the whole car crash, the whole that was that was intense. I mean, I could see it all. Yeah, it was pretty intense. <laughs> and I'll tell you the rest of the story. And this is what made it so surreal. So I smell gas. I'm upside down. I'm trying to get out of the car. There's glass everywhere. And, you know, there's a mother boar that ran out in front of the car. So she's laid out. The little piglets had run off into the woods. And this dude stops in this little bitty Toyota pickup truck. He's a well-known junk man in this little southern town that I lived in. And he pulls out a rusty pocket knife and he says, hey, man. You gonna eat that pig? <laughs> and I do not. I, I swear to God, he sat there on the side of the road until the state patrol got there and butchered that hog on the side of the road and took it home. <laughs> and so he had a nice winter eating my piglets <laughs> wow. while I went to the hospital. <laughs> that is, I had yeah, to say, no, I want the, I want the pig. I killed it. <laughs> Well, That's you know, insane. had I thought I was going home and actually could get through the uh, the whole process, I may have done that, but that was not going to be the case. If it had been a deer, it might have been a different story. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I do have a co- thank you for being I here. Co- Go ahead. I'm sorry. Just keep me on the list. If uh, there's time, i got a Christmas one for the end. Is it very long? Okay. Yeah, it it kind of is. I got a short one that's depressing, but it's I don't want to read it. Not for Christmas and not for an anniversary. So we'll we'll catch it next time if we don't get it in. That's okay. I'm I'm here. Thank you guys right, and happy anniversary so much. Thank you, babe. Appreciate you. See ya. See ya. All right, our next call comes. Oh, mama, 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 are you there? Yes, yes, I am here. I happy anniversary, mommy. Thank you and happy anniversary to you, my daughter. And you know what? You are the epitome of love and loyalty, self-determination, and all the other stuff that other human beings need to develop. So thank you for being my daughter. Thank you for showing people how it is to love, be a loyal person, and just don't care about the rest of the world, what they think about who you choose to be your mommy. <laughs> It's easy to be yourself when you know your mama has your back, though, right? Of course, of course. You know, they better recognize and don't they they know my other name is Gangster Granny, so Gangster Granny definitely got your back. (laughs) (laughs) Don't have it. But I'm not going to do a piece, but I wanted to hear the guy do the uh, piece. And I want to say shout out to the people I met on here that also just love me and did a lot of extra little things for me, like word mechanics. I love those. emojis or whatever you want to call them that he, that he put all over the place on uh, Facebook. My Facebook page is hacked, so I couldn't go, you know, in there and, and put some of them out so people could see. Um, but uh, he definitely was a light in my life. I met here, Noreen, 
Noreen never forgets anything about, you know, when she goes back to do anything that's important, she will come back and get you. And y'all think Noreen, y'all speaking on her, Noreen be out there doing it. She's like very, very vivid and being seen and being heard. And I feel like she gives me inspiration that if, I, if she can do all this, I can do something, you know. So, and uh, Andrew, Andrew, the supposedly been my uh, partner on a reverse, and he, I don't know, he let that, that go. I don't think uh, he wants to be uh, partners with Mama all the day. <laughs> he was a big time. He got uh, married and, and his wife won't let him yeah, call in anymore. That's sad. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I knew something wasn't right. But I, I know you're yeah. doing my own show and gave me that uh, that uh, busy person uh, that ended up uh, writing all these books and then getting married on us and leaving us. But that was Andrew Scott. But it's a lot of people on here that I met on here. And it's a lot of people I brought there that I, you know, I hope they still come back and say hello to you and then love you because um, there's not many people like you. And even the people that don't, you know, understand what real loyalty, love, and self-determination is. You know, you're just a, a beacon to show them, you know, this is how you do this thing. You know, you know, you don't be phony. You don't clout chase. You make mother... So I'm, I'm not going to cuss. You make clout. <laughs> <laughs> you, you make people important. And, uh, you know, you still, you know, I love you so much. I'm not going to do a piece. I do want to hear his Christmas speech. I'm going to give my time to him. Okay, so I want to share with you what's going on in chat right now. Debbie Philly's in there, and she says Mama uh, with a big heart. And then Constantine comes in, and he says, she's too pretty to be my Mama. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Well, I, I know, but I don't want to say to Constantine what i got to say. Me and him just argue all the time. I love that boy, but uh, he didn't grew up now. His voice is changing. He had a deep voice. He was really just a young guy. Now he uh, sounds like he's a... a not an old man, but a grown-up, full-grown man now. And uh, I watched him grow up right here on this program and on other programs. I know, right? Yeah. So, Constantine, shout out. Mama's not pretty no more, but you got to love me from what's inside and not what's on the outside. So, that's all you, you are do. still beautiful. Don't even let her fool you, you guys. <laughs> all right, you sassy, hottie well, mama. Hey, Debbie. Hey, Debbie. And uh, everybody, but like I said, Noreen is phenomenal, and uh, you know she she loves you. I don't know if she's where she is tonight. I hope she hears the program and hears a shout out. But uh, yeah, so she's she's phenomenal. All right, everybody, love and learn in this life of how to be a person of substance. Keep listening. Thank you, Mama. Thank you so much, and thank you for being here. Happy birthday. You are such a huge part of this family. I mean, you are the mama. You are the matriarch. Yeah. We love you. Oh, i got to tell you one thing, one little funny thing. You know, I lost my granddaughter uh, in uh, Guatemala, and I think mm-hmm. before that she had went, went to Mexico. So I had looked at some films, uh, reels or something that she had left, and I mean, tell me, it was, it was so funny. She was in Mexico having a, a birthday party and I said well wait a minute this is not her birthday and then she goes somewhere else and she's having another birthday party and then at the bottom of the caption it says 
I love lying about when it's my birthday and then he, there were people was putting out firecrackers and sparkles was going off and pouring her drink and she looked at the camera and winked and said, <laughs> I love Jenna's my birthday. <laughs> oh, not. that's awesome. <laughs> the apple funny. doesn't fall far from the tree with that sassiness. <laughs> that was funny. All right, so just share a little bit of my granddaughter. Her name was Sarah Kai. She's on Instagram. If anybody wants to look at her life and the things that she did, uh, that would make me feel so happy. Thank you. Bye-bye. Sarah Love Kai you, Mama. Good night. Baby, bye-bye. I'm listening for the Christmas. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Listening for the Christmas one? All right, I'll bring Yeah. yeah I'll bring, okay. bring Jack back on so we can read his Christmas one in your time. All right. Jack, Mama gave you her time. Read your Christmas one and go. Jack? 867? Or 867678? Jeez. Are you there? Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I'm here. Sorry. She gave you her slot, so read your Christmas. Okay, I will. Thank you so much. Uh, All right, this one is called um, T-Bone, Santa, and the Refrigerator Boxes. All right. I'm sorry, y'all. Here we go. T-Bone, Santa, and the refrigerator boxes. You know, I have to decide every year whether or not I hate or I don't hate the holidays. I do have good memories and and bad memories from my holiday life, but when weighed against the crass commercialism that has grown into fights over Tyler Perry DVDs at Walmart, It really isn't hard to decide, but the good ones, they were good. And I don't mean typical Santa came down the chimney last night type. When I think of Christmas in particular, I'm reminded of the most impactful one I have known. It came when I was an adult. It had nothing to do with credit cards or Norelco razor in the snow or polar cola bears. In the late 90s, I was the director of an alcohol and drug recovery residence for homeless and indigent clients that were referred from the state of Georgia, and it was the second closest thing I've ever had that came close to having a family or playing dad. Most of the kids had never had anything such as a true family like we tried to build there. The residents lived and received therapy and treatment. There were 12-step meetings held five out of seven nights a week, and each had the responsibility of taking care of the home. They also were responsible for their own expenses with no insurance and no mommy or daddy to pay their way for treatment and housing. It was part of the learning skills necessary to live in the real sober world. This meant that most of them left the facility every day to go to work and earn their own cash to meet their own responsibilities. The only other requirement really was that they had to be home to eat dinner every night as a family each and every night, period. No exceptions, and it was a beautiful thing. Now, in November, we began looking for ways we as a family could give back. It was a cornerstone of the program that we were trying to learn and to understand that demonstrating gratitude, not just speaking it, was an indispensable part of the journey and mine. I knew that collectively a group of addicts or those who were hurting in recovery could pretty well talk our way into donations from nearly anyone that we came into contact with, so we began. 
We solicited coats, hats, gloves from the local department store. We solicited promises of food from the grocer and the bakery in town. A local manufacturer who manufactured socks provided us with about 500 pairs of seconds. I never did figure out why they called them seconds. There really was nothing wrong with them. A local dentist gave us about 150 toothbrushes, and the local days in gave us tons of soap and small tubes of toothpaste. There were bigger lessons for all of us on the horizon, and none of us could afford to do what we saw so many do during those days in November. Most we spoke to just wanted to stroke a check, put a gold star in their personal scorecard, and be done with it. And, oh, yeah, can we provide a tax receipt for purposes, for tax purposes? Street junkies make people nervous when asking for donations, especially with me, a sort of leader of a merry band of thieves who was praised for his idea to help out those who would normally fall through the cracks until they found a facility that would be, until they found out that that facility would be in their neighborhood. I had always been one of, of, I had always been of the belief that charity means love, and that takes time, effort, compassion, not a check. So getting your hands in and delivering the love face-to-face was very, very important to us. As the big day approached, we rounded up all the promised items, packaged them, each present wrapped with a blanket, coat, socks, gloves, hat, toiletries, handmade Christmas cards from the children of the residents, and much, much more. We took the cash donations that were left over and divided equally among the packages and included about six bucks in each one. For two days prior, we made peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, put them out uh, in bags with chips, fruit, and a Pepperidge Farm sweet treat that came from the outlet up the street. And I am now finally, after all these years, able to eat peanut butter and jelly once again. T-Bone Washington was what I always called a Brooklyn, New York street cat. He was very skinny, six foot three, due to copious amounts of crack cocaine and two little foods. He knew the ins and outs of hustling to survive better than most I've ever known, and I have known quite a few. And I used to make fun of him because in his thick Brooklyn accent, he always said, in New York this, in New York we did that. And I always quit back inquiring. He, a black man from Brooklyn, ended up with a redneck name like T-Bone, homeless in Atlanta. And on a good day, he would laugh and poke back. But it was very against his nature. He lived to be the rule breaker. He challenged me in the rules at every turn. He was truly like a feral cat, wanting to love and be loved, craving a home and a chance at something better. But some days it was just too hard to get out of this perpetual survival mode. Life was a three-card money, and he had to keep those cards moving because when people got close, he ran or fought. It was all he knew. Foundation House, the residents, owned two Chevrolet Suburbans. Red was a 1982 four-wheel drive workhorse, and blue was the two-wheel drive executive hot rod with racing stripes like lightning bolts and Krager mag wheels. Both had the capacity for as many as seven people and room for plenty of storage. And on that Christmas Eve, we filled the cargo areas with presents, bag lunches, and as many residents as we could carry. Several additional vehicles would carry the others and as everyone settled in the cars I went and lost my place. As uh, we filled the cargo areas with presents, bag lunches and as many residents as we could carry I went back inside for the big surprise and when I emerged with my pillow belly dressed as old St. Nick I thought all that loving group of junkies would lose it. 
I was blessed to ho, ho, ho all the way down the road into the big city in search of the homeless. Purposely, we had waited till long after dark when the temperatures had dropped and the shelters had closed for our adventures, guided by T-Bone, who knew all the cuts, the hobbles, and the homeless camps better than most of us. We began our tour of the city. Now, you have to picture 20-plus bundled-up junkies screeching up to the curb, throwing the sleigh doors of two SUVs wide open and unloading presents and brown bags from inside, singing Christmas carols at the top of their lungs with Santa behind the wheel. We went into the darkest and some of the most dangerous places where people lived in exile by choice, necessity, or simply because their illnesses led them there. It was suggested we were crazy or running the risk of being robbed. Both were true, but the reward of knocking on the door of a homemade out of a refrigerator box and the surprise and gratitude that that we were just that crazy made it all worthwhile. We knocked and people opened their doors, sleepy eyes, and their, beautiful, and their shock at seeing Santa on the street this eve was beautiful. We interrupted sleep and dreams, some people's drinking, and even disturbed a married couple from Cleveland who had come to Atlanta for something better. You would never believe the value of a toothbrush or a discarded hotel soap until you had lived without it. The satiation in a peanut butter and jelly sandwich is immeasurable sometimes. The smile of a little girl who didn't believe in much of anything until Santa knocked on until Santa knocked on the door to give her that new coat that was too big and a teddy bear to help her feel safe. That was my gift. We were a Salvation Army of T-Bones talking about the possibility of something different in a language that these beautiful people could hear. And I have no doubt some seeds were planted for change that night. While I can talk about it for hours, I can never accurately describe it to its fullest. Mean-ass Brooklyn T-Bone cried more than once, and he was a beacon and an evangelist of hope. It changed his life, and the last I heard, he lived comfortably midway between New York and Atlanta in Virginia Beach with two beautiful little girls, a loving wife, working as a contractor on the naval base. Many, many lives were changed that night. This is the meaning of Christmas and of charity. This is the gift that we are supposed to be giving. So if you have the chance, receive your gift and give it away. Thank you guys for letting me read that. That was incredible. I'm glad that you had that time. Thank you very much. I'm. Uh, it was a very happy time. Very happy time. So happy I'm crying like a little girl right now. <laughs> you say little girl like that's a bad thing. No, I'm. I'm very proud of my femininity <laughs> and my my willingness to be open and honest about my feelings. I'm. I'm all good with that. So yeah, that's thanks awesome. for letting me share all that. I don't want to take any You're more time, guys. Thank very you. welcome. Tell everyone how to find you again. Um, I put some links in chat. Um, yeah, you'll, you'll figure it out. Click them. They work. Thank you. Social Media Distance is my podcast. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Awesome. You're welcome. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Jack. Ciao, baby. Ciao. All right. Our next caller comes from area code. I'm going to give the lineup so you know we have 267-608-863-813-807. 
and 919. That is our lineup for the rest of the show. Let's go ahead and grab 267. You are on the air. Hello. Hi, Hi, Debbie. How are you, sweetheart? I'm okay. Listen, I just, you know, I'm just hanging out here listening to all the amazing poets, and I wanted to wish you a happy anniversary and tell you how much I love you and how proud I am of you. And it's just unbelievably amazing that you've been on the air for 17 years. Like, the accomplishment is amazing. You should be extremely proud of yourself. Who would have thought that, Debbie, when we first started this? You remember all the late nights when we were putting together the page for the speakeasy and sitting there and inviting poets to the page to start building up our oh community? Goodness. And, yeah. I mean, who would have thought? <laughs> would, you, would you have thought, we'd, and all the stuff we went through during that time, would you have thought we'd still be here 17 years later? No. No, but... Mm-mm. I will say, looking back on those years, even though like it was like we stayed up all night and did all that stuff, it it was it was fun. I would never trust it, trade those years ever away. Like I it look fondly on them, and I wish we were back there again. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, oh, maybe no. we'll just be, oh, the MySpace days. I know there we're turning into those times. people. Remember when? Yeah, we're old now. I mean, what the hell? I woke up one day and I'm like, how am I, what, 50, going to be 59? How is that possible? (laughs) Yeah. That's crazy. So, anyway. Yeah. But, yeah, so, listen, you really need to, like, everybody that came on that said it, Jimmy, Mama, everybody, the show is you, Nye. Like, you, you're the show. You've made it what it is, you know. All these years, when some of us have skipped out and come back in once in a while, like, you're still always there making this show work. So you should really be proud of yourself. And I'm happy for you. I'm proud of being a part of this, but anyone can be here to open the door. Not everyone can create this community. You know, so, yeah, yeah, I've been here a long time. I'm here every single week. I make sure the door is open, but it's the people that come through that door. Yes, that have, yes. have built this, and and so it makes me very proud to be a part of this. You know, people yeah. don't people don't tune in to listen to me babble. They tune in because of the community, and that's you know what what's they, awesome. They, no, what they kind of do half, uh, half call in to listen to you babble. We like that. We like the babble, the <laughs> jokes. The... <laughs> You're so weird. Yeah, but I love that. you. <laughs> Oh, but my poor misguided lass. Every no, everybody, everybody loves you, Nani. That's like you should really embrace that. I know you don't. You're like so like humble, but you should embrace it. I I do appreciate all. I do appreciate everything everybody does. That's that I do. I do appreciate the love. I do appreciate the things that people say. The caring, that means a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to say happy anniversary, and I love you, and I will start working again on a pa- – next time I come – well, maybe not next week, but within the next month, I will come with a poem. You do you, and it'll be a there when you're ready. One. A brand new one. <laughs> now, I looked on I – seen, I seen online all my poetry still in Poetry Soup, and I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> I'm That's glad you have lost it. Get it printed out quick. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, hon. Listen, have a great night. 
and I'll talk to you this weekend. Okay. Love you, sweetheart. Happy anniversary to you, sis. Oh, thank you. Love you, too. Bye. Debbie Dewdrop. All right, our next caller. Oh, we were just talking about James earlier today. 608, you're on the air. Hey, fuzzy hermit in the desert. Hey, fuzzy hermit in the desert. How are you? How's my dog? Great. Just great. That is good. Eat earlier and... They haven't howled yet. They've been, Lakota's back at his, in his rooster impersonation, howling just about every morning before the sun comes up. That's my boy. So yeah. I heard that you're going to read something brand new, fresh off the press tonight. Yes. I'm excited like to hear only, it. Uh, a couple hours old. Wow, real newbie. Yeah, really new. So this one's entitled Mating Call of the Wolf. Two summers and one mating fall passed. A lone male wolf howls in the forest. His four offspring join in. He, howling for his lost mate, his cubbies now 18 months, howling for their lost mother, gone too soon, at their young age of seven weeks. The howls echo among the ponderosa pines. The pack all travel great distances, as days pass, as nights pass, as weeks pass, the fall colors passing their peak, howling at twilight each morning, each evening, and sometimes in the middle of the night, sending their intentions into the cosmos. Then one day they hear a response. A faint, mellow howl echoes from nearby. The male and his cubbies howl with joy. He couldn't help noticing the obvious change from that of howls filled with deep mourning to howls of joy and excitement. A large female gray wolf appears in the distance, the sun reflecting off her magnificent gray coat. The male runs towards her, and she in turn follows. They frolic among the trees and the bushes, running and playing, an expression of their joy. They both return an introduction to his pack. So as the father has approved, the cubbies approved too. The lone female gray wolf is welcomed into the pack. Weeks pass, 
as the male and female share their affection. And now the pack waits with great anticipation for the coming litter, new additions to the positivity pack. End poem. You wrote a poem about my dog getting laid. I love it so much. (laughs) He got laid more than once. (laughs) And there's going to be more coming. For those of you who don't know, I have a wolf dog named Lakota, and James has him. And mated with his female, had four cubbies, and he just mated with the gray wolf a while back. So he wrote, he wrote, he wrote a, he wrote a poem about my Lakota getting lucky. I love it. I absolutely love it. It made me smile so big through the whole poem. I love you so much. Thank you for writing that. Thank you for coming here and reading that. Yeah, you bet. You bet. (laughs) Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary to you. I need to call you. I was going to call you heading over to the beach, but I had people with me, so I couldn't. It bummed me out. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I need, I need to call you this week. we got to catch up. I need to know what's going on. Okay. That sounds good. Okay. All right. Tell everyone how to find you, my love. I want to ask you, you something can... real quick, and I need to keep this short. Okay? So we yeah. have to do real short answers. All right? I was talking earlier about over the years, over the last 17 years, how this – I've seen this community impact people and I used you for an, as an example. And it's like, I know for a fact that you coming to this community, your interactions with the community and the cause of effect chain of events because of being a part of this community literally saved your life. Would you like to comment on that? It gave me a place, you know, it was like, uh, my version of the tavern and cheers you know, where I got to know people and got to share my life and listen to other people share about their lives. And um, it kept me going. Uh, It's some really dark and gloomy times. And, uh, you know, I've said this many times that, you know, you giving me Lakota did save my life. Um, and I will always be eternally grateful uh, that and just the the weekly inspiration to to call in and <clears throat> I didn't really have to push myself that hard today. I've been wanting to write something for a few weeks, and I know I haven't called in for months, and I just didn't want to miss this. I actually blew off karaoke night um Wow. Yeah. See, yeah. I also tell people that you are no longer the fuzzy hermit in the woods. You're now a social butterfly yeah. who flutters around Colorado all summer and runs around naked in in Arizona all winter. The desert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Completely changed your life. You guys, we've completely changed this man's life. I want you to take note of this. Yeah. I am grateful yeah, for you. I'm grateful you for our friendship. You are my brother, and I love you. Yeah, and I love you too and the show and everybody that makes it what it is. Appreciate you. All right. Yeah. I'll call you this week and get a trip planned down there, okay? Okay. Okay. So you can 
find me by typing in poetry in the wind as one word, no spaces. Find me on Facebook. You can find uh, an Instagram page for the pack called Fuzzy's Pack with no space. Uh, there's a link in that page to my my own Instagram account. Uh, if you're interested in reading some of my older stuff, you can find them in a book entitled Held, A Fusion of Brilliance, Volume 2, which is available on Amazon, the International Anthology of Writers from Canada, the U.K., and the U.S. God, it's 11 years old now. But... Um, Happy anniversary to you and to everybody. Thank you, sweetheart. We appreciate you. You've shared so much of your life with us, been so bare, cut yourself open, laid raw, never gave up hope. We're such an inspiration, and I hope you realize that as much as this community has given you, you in return have given to this community, and we appreciate you. I cannot tell you how many times over the last 17 years I have had talks with people who bring you up and talk about how you've inspired them, how you've touched them. So just know how necessary and appreciated you are. Well, I, I appreciate that. And I'd like to say that uh, one, no matter how bad it gets, you can get through it. Um, there's a, former recon marine YouTube channel I found and and he almost committed suicide when he came when he got off act when he left active duty and he said suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem remember that everything's temporary and that mm-hmm. just smiling at somebody you could change their life so, yeah, it's uh, life is as easy as you want to make it, and it can be as hard right. as you want to make it. And there's nothing in the world that a good romp in the desert naked can't cure. Right. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. No I will talk lines. to you this week, honey. No tan lines, no right? Line. I told you I was going to make you a little <laughs> penis umbrella thing to con- so you don't get burnt. I just not, and I can't even picture it. I don't want to think about it. La, 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 la. Bye. <laughs> See you later, James. <laughs> yeah, all right. Thanks. <laughs> all right. Our next caller comes from area code 863. I've been really trying to figure out how to make an umbrella. I really have you guys. I'm going to invent it. 863, you're on the air. Um, uh, hello, Nyla. Hey, Noreen. Hello. How are you, love? Okay, I'm doing good. Okay, and I'm happy, happy um, 17th um, Speakeasy Cafe anniversary. <laughs> happy anniversary <laughs> to you, too. Do you want to read one of Gary's and one of yours for us tonight? Y- yes. Oh, and I'm going to say everybody's doing good tonight. Everybody's got great po- reading, great. I'm enjoying it's everybody's been so poetry. It's fun. It's yes, been so I'm fun enjoying it. it yes, yes. 
Okay. Um, since this is a 17th anniversary, I'm going to read your favorite of Gary's. You always told me this is your favorite, so I thought I would read this one. It's called Simple Me. I love okay. this one so much. Uh, yes. Okay. And nothing's wrong with being just a little simple. Simple food, simple me, loving you. Simple clothes and simple shoes. Simple me, loving you. Simple car and a bow in your hair. Simple me, loving you. Our family is small, just two. One more soon is due. Simply me, loving you. Things we need are not free. My true love makes you love. Simple me. The end. (laughs) I do love that one so much. Yes. Yes. Okay. And um, I didn't get a chance to... um, to write another poem, you know, for the for the anniversary today, because um, I've been trying to get um, almost I have to get it done tonight. 120 Christmas cards for tomorrow, because I'm going to donate it. I'm going to give out Christmas cards um, to the the um, to the um, where Gary was used to be at. Um, and there's 120 of them and patients and the staff, and I want to do that in honor of Gary. This is the first time oh my God, I, I love you so much. I wish there. I was close to you so I could go with you. I wish I was there so wow. badly. I'm proud of you, Doreen. I wish That's amazing. You, uh, thank you. I have, I have a, my my papa my papa pal who's going to be with me. Okay. Okay. And 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 this poem I have. Oh, and I want to say thank you um to um um Emilia and and Mama and both of them. They're awesome and, and, and very talented, um, awesome poets and um and I wanna thank Mama, she's very inspiring and she's and, and she's a great great friend. And so is Emilia, she's a great friend too, and I wanna thank them. We love you so much. Okay. Thank you. Okay. And this is called um Speakeasy Cafe. I wrote I wrote this last year. Okay. What is Speakeasy Cafe, and what does it mean to me? It is where we, are, we as poets, come together from all walks of life, reading our poetry, making a difference in this community and in this world. We don't care what others, what others um, say. We read our poetry that comes from the bottom of our hearts and our souls. A beautiful place to be. It's magical. We are family. We you, we write about the homeless, children, family, widows, the lonely, the elderly. Um, you see, um, current state of affairs, wrongs and resolutions of this world, nature, God and Jesus, about love and romance, and so on and so on. We just tell it like it is. Speaking the cafe means to me growth. I have grown so much since Gary and I have joined Speakeasy Cafe's family. I'm not afraid to read my piece. I think I've grown and became a better poet and writer, I hope so anyway, and learning new forms of poetry, such as sonnets, my favorite, gave me courage to go beyond just writing and reading my poetry. I don't want to stop there. Just keep on growing and growing, reaching new heights as a poet and a writer. 
most important of all, I want to thank Nyla Alicia for this platform and for all she does. And that is what Stick Easy Cafe means to me. If you're going to read this, then don't bother. I just did. Okay. The end. (laughs) (laughs) I love that ending. It's so cute. That was beautiful, Noreen. Thank you you so much. Thank you for reading that on the show tonight. Okay, thank you. Okay. And and I, I probably won't be, well, I don't think I'll be on next Thursday um, because um, I'm going over my sister and my brother-in-law's next because I'll be with my family for, for Christmas holiday, and I won't be back till the, around the 3rd of January. Sorry about that. That's okay. You can have a life. It's allowed. Okay. <laughs> we'll okay. miss you, but okay. we'll know you're having fun. Yes, okay. Okay. And, and um, All right. And you can find okay. You can find Gary and I our our books on Amazon dot com, and you can find us on um, Gary and Noreen Snyder dot dot com front slash poetry. And if you go on there and sign up in my newsletter, you get a free um, you can uh, you get a download of free the RS Truth um, ebook. Okay. And then you can also find Gary on. Um, Facebook.com, PoetryPoem.com, ReverbNation.com, and you can find me on um, Facebook.com, ReverbNation.com, and um, PoetryPoem.com, and um, okay, and you can find me on the um, on on our um, the Poetry Club every Saturday night. I have a um, every Saturday I have a show called the um, um, the Poetry Club Saturday night show starting at five o'clock and um Eastern Standard Time. And then you can also find me on um it's on um um Kate uh, um Kate excuse me <coughs> um ko dash f i dot com front slash Gary and Noreen and you can um Okay, and you can also find us on here every Thursday night. And um and oh and my other show, Have a Chat with Poet Noreen. That um I'll have it out in January. When I get back I'll figure out what day and, and Chef Cat will gonna be my guest on there. Amazing, awesome. All right, Noreen, thank okay. you so much for being here tonight. It means so much. Okay, you love you and Gary both. And, Okay, and, and we love you all too, and thank you, and and you are you're you're inspira- inspirational too, and thank you, and you're very talented, and thank you for everything you do for us, and for having this show, and and thank you, and 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 have a happy anniversary. Thank you, sweetheart. We'll talk you're to you next welcome. week, okay? Or no, we'll talk okay. to you after the holidays. Yeah, after the holidays, okay. All right. Okay. Happy holidays, Johnny. Thank you. Yeah, happy holidays. You're welcome. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 813. 813, you're on the air. Well, hello. <laughs> Hi. Welcome to the Hi. show. Hi. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Um, this is my <laughs> first time ever calling in. Um, I am so excited to I'm have not- you here. Well, thank you so much. Um, my name is AJ. I go by AJ Castro um, by way of Tampa, Florida. Um, 
Wow. First, let me just say happy anniversary. I didn't realize <laughs> this was happening, but okay, cool. I'm with it. I'm here for the party. <laughs> and I'm so glad and I feel so honored, um, you know, to be able to come and share, even if, you know, it is really late on the East Coast. It is okay. Um, I know it's like, what, 1230, 11, 11 o'clock? But it's okay. 11 o'clock. Yeah. But it's okay. But it's okay, though. But it's okay. Because, you know, I was having a rough evening. I was having a really rough evening. And to just hear all the love that's being shared on this call, it it makes me so happy. So, like, you guys just totally turned my entire Okay, so you guys. I'm group hug. Everyone, everyone group hug for AJ. <laughs> we got group you, bro. Hug. Because it's <laughs> like you, you got to feed the poet, right? Like, feed the poet. Exactly. Um, you know, I think that's one of the things that's that. so special about this community. Because a lot of times poets, you know, it's like if I walk up to one of my kids and say, hey, you want to see mom's poems? They look horrified. Probably because they found one of my erotic pieces one time, and that wasn't really good. But, <laughs> you know, still, you know, as poets, we don't really have an outlet normally in our social circle to share that because we're kind of the weirdos. You know, so to be able to come yeah. here in a community where we're all creative people and we all understand and we all listen, it's really nice. I think that's a lot of the appeal of being able to just sit back and exhale around people who get you. I feel that. <laughs> um, so by way of where I'm at here in Tampa, um, there's actually a very vibrant poetry community. Um and, you know, I am able to connect with those individuals and, and, and tap into that community from time to time. Um, today, mm-hmm. for example, there was um, an annual event that was hosted at the Dolly Museum in St. Petersburg. Oh, wow, in St. Pete, St. Petersburg. Um, a lot of phenomenal artists that that theater was packed. Um, but I won't waste any more time. I would like to share two pieces with you. They're both very quick. Um my name again is AJ Castro. For those of you that didn't catch it, I am a spoken word artist and I am a poet. I've been writing now since oof, better part of um, 15 years, 16 years. So this, these two pieces go hand in hand. Um, I like for you listeners at home to think of the word maybe um, and think of the insecurity that goes associated with that word. And I want you to hold on to that feeling. And this first piece is titled Enough. I hold faith in a wicker basket that will always leak in hopes that one day I could fill it with love. But it, or maybe I, am just never enough. My poetry is so good, but it just isn't quite good enough. It isn't enough to keep my bedside from being lonely, feathered pillows to keep me company as I scribble more and more lonely heart poetry. It isn't enough for me to stop making dinner for just one, when the recipe calls for two, how do I cook when the recipe calls for a heaping helping of you? I'll just pack the rest for lunch. But even the warmth of my kitchen-made love isn't enough for you to fall in love. Stars in the sky, and I really only want one. One to see that my words and actions are factually enough. Enough to chase sunsets with and lose ourselves in each other's madness. It's as if I found him but lost him for the fates could not have it. Cross threads, a dance of sorrow and empty hands, but these hands cling on to the faith that one day I'll find the lining to my wicker basket and hope that he would allow me to have it. 
and be willing to get lost in the moment as we fill our minds with memories and our bellies with homemade magic and peace. That was phenomenal. Oh my god. Oh my god, the 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 maybe was palpable. The maybe. Yeah. The maybe was palpable. <laughs> I mean that was palpable. Yeah, you could feel it. I mean you could hold it in your hands. You know, it makes me want to cup my hands under your basket and help you. You know, oh my god, thank you so much. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, now for those of you who are holding on to that feeling of maybe, I want you to let it go. Because this next poem is about letting go. And embracing that feeling of acceptance. It's titled, Let's Just Be Friends. So the boy dipped in a shade of dulce de leche that I caught a glimpse of in my potential future. A dream that I so eagerly fabricated, I wish you the best. Run hard through them streets because you got real man tatted on your chest. Seed of what could be because you pressed, pressed about how love could feel. Too scared to stare at the sun to not damage your eyes. When I look into your eyes, I see the drizzle of honey, the soft dance of a hummingbird, a story of war and drum fit only for a painting. My boy, I wish I could help you see. See that the fabrications of our realities are in fact the what-ifs we cling to. Nobody will bash you, but I digress. I can't push you out of your own nest. I wish you had the impatience to grow. Burst through topsoil like you see them wildflowers do. I'd carve mountains with you, but you'd rather do it alone. Cry to the moon to avoid facing the truth. Maybe you just aren't ready, but maybe it's not for me to say what you should do. Our dance be so toxic, I don't see why I taste you. Or maybe you like to be chased. Tag, you're it as if we weren't running a race, and my love for you always catches second place. Maybe we dance at a different pace for this lifetime. We're still meant to see each other shine, but not like the sun and moon, more like two stars burning in the lonely night sky, like two friends wandering throughout life. Maybe we should just be friends. We shouldn't even try. And peace. You know, I am so glad for the gift of you, so glad that you found your way here, that you actually called in, that you sat and waited online all this time till wee hours of the East Coast time to read. I think your poetry is amazing. I hope that you're comfortable here and that you come back and share and read more because I would love to hear it and I would love to be able to get to know you better through your poetry. I thought it was incredible. Thank you. Thank you so much. Like I said, I I appreciate you guys having the space. Um, believe it or not, a little bit of backstory of why I was having a rough evening, um, and maybe I'm just a big baby about it, but I was at that poetry event earlier, and I, like, moved around my schedule, so all of us know what that's like to, you know, make sacrifices for the craft and, and to, you know, we have our bleeding hearts. We want everybody to see it too. Like we're poets. Come on, like read my mm-hmm. poetry. Like read my poetry. And I fought so hard to get to this event, just to realize that they had like an extended list from a previous event that they had. And by the time I got there, there was a cutoff list. Like it was um. literally like at the cutoff. And I still wrote my name down just in case that there was enough space. And a friend of mine who was also a poet and a very good friend of mine. He was running late, 
and he's really buddy-buddy with the guy who was hosting the event. And he got there extremely late, and he just walked right up to him and just somehow managed to he got on and on that list. And because one of the other artists didn't, they left early. And it just, it crushed me because it was like, dude, like, he knows how much of this event meant to me. But it was just, it kind of hurt, you know what I mean? Like, damn. All right, so we can't do it on the air, but shoot me over the name of whoever's shin I need to go kick for you, okay? Because I'll do it. (laughs) No, it's okay. He'll get a tongue lashing from me here in a few minutes. He's sitting outside. (laughs) I'm about to go see him now. You'll get a tongue lashing from me. Don't worry. Don't you worry. These words, they're sharp. They are sharp. <laughs> they are awesome. Well, thank I you again. Know that. Thank you again for having me. I truly do appreciate it. I wanted to share some poetry today. You gave me that opportunity. I had to wait for it. But it was, you know, things happen for a reason. So who knows? Maybe we'll be hearing from each other way more often now. Do you want to know a secret? If you'd have gotten on that stage tonight, all the people in that room would have heard you. But we broadcast worldwide. So That's awesome. tell them to put that in their pipe and smoke it because you just read through the entire world. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. That makes me feel good. I appreciate you. <laughs> You're very welcome. I appreciate you. All of you poets that performed before me, you guys did amazing. Okay. I just want you to get to know. Love and light to all of you. If you want to find me, you can definitely find me. Um, uh, Instagram, TikTok, those are probably the two that I use the most. Facebook, I just use to talk trash. Um, but it's AJ, the number five, the great, the number one. It's a lot, I know. But just think, AJ5, the great one. You're going to see a really handsome guy, really cute dimple. You can't miss me. You cannot <laughs> miss me. I am uh, putting your link into the chat room as we speak. Thank you so much. You're All very right, you welcome. Have a wonderful and evening. Hopefully we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, son. Mm-hmm. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 807. 807, you are on the air. Hello, Nyla Tay. Hello, sir. Hello, Robbie, baby. Am I the only uh, person that calls you that anymore? Uh, there's a there's a couple I think. I'm trying to remember who right now, but yeah, I think there's a couple. Um, uh, but you're only you're the only one who puts that in it. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, Jimmy! What am I, oh my God! What am I talking about? Yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy's still called. He goes, Robbie, baby. So, <laughs> I don't know what it is about my life. I I, I accumulate nicknames. And to my knowledge, they've all been they've all been uh, complimentary. I mean, I've had uh, Nora Hente call me poet emeritus, uh, next level. Who used to have like that chilled midnight show? He would uh, call me. He would say my ace mellow, and uh, that's all, all kinds of cool names. So I like it. I like it. <laughs> so I have two two poems for you. And before I begin, uh, I just thought it was a kind of a neat thing. Uh, AJ was that his name? Those reading? Yes. Yes. So, like, I had uh, I had this, this novelty toy kind of thing. It's like what, how many seven linked cha- gold chains, kind of like really big ones. And I got it because I saw it in a, a video that uh, uh, an image of a someone with that. And it's a reminder to me. It's to, uh, like like you know how, like chains usually weigh us down. And I had these chains as a reminder. Like sometimes I, I grasp them. 
And I said to myself, and it was related to what was talked about in the video, to let myself sit in the, uh, in the chaos for just a little bit to, so that I can figure out a solution instead of just running away. But then, you know, I just, like, let, I just, un, uh, yeah, I just let go of the chains or I just, like, divest myself. That's what the word was of, of them. And so when it was saying let go and I had the chains in my hand and I just let go, I was like, oh, that lines up with my little idea. Oh, that's kind of neat. I like that. <laughs> my chain was his, was the wicker basket, sort of. <laughs> so, anyway, so I have uh, two poems. Uh, one I wrote that's new. And it's just kind of pretty on the nose. Uh, uh, but I said, yeah, I think you'll like it. It it refers to uh, like your, I think you've spoken on it directly or like used that image directly of uh, like challenging me to uh, go outside the box. I think that's been more in private conversations than, than on the air, but I think maybe on the air you've kind of referenced that a little bit. And um and uh, I, I thought about that myself. Like, I'm someone now who's lived outside the box for so long that I barely remember what the box is, <laughs> which is its own poem and its own story. But uh, anyway, so here we go. To live outside the box, jump outside one's norm, taking a dream that was once simple fancy, giving it form. I lived inside the box, tightly bound within, all energies boundless, then bound, now unfurling, becoming unwound. Challenged to live outside the con- con- confines of spirit, a spirit that lives up in the branches of poetry's tree, watching to see a vital spirit unleashed, finding a space in every corner, every niche. I look up to the tree of poetry, thinking of the times when I was challenged to be unbound rather than being bound. Thankful to be pushed to the edge when a new edge was found. Lease a finery of artistic endeavor, now and forevermore created and newly found. Bound when discovered, and then unbound. And that is uh, outside, sorry, I was like, two things here, uh, outside the box. That was awesome, Robbie. Yeah, and I I have one more. I think you'll recognize this this poem. I braced for probing. Also, a trip to the stars, cows. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew. I never knew that would make you laugh so much. I thought it was just being an ass. I be love honest. that poem so bad. Your alien haiku. Yeah, and I just. And you're like, oh, we've got to find a place for this. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know where we're going to – we could find a place for that poem. <laughs> Probe magazine? I don't know. <laughs> UFOs or I, I'll, I'll send you a link to a couple of haiku journals you can submit it to, okay? Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, Annie. Tell everyone how to find you. Uh, I can be found at uh, Robbie's Multimedia Poetry at Facebook. And uh, when you go there, you'll see all the other things I'm uh, listed under. And, oh, I hope you get back. I hope you get voices there back. Because, yeah, they just got disconnected. That sucks. I saw that uh, in the chat, but it, that's after. Yeah. I, I can get like back in. And I can't call I, out. 
Yeah, it's probably because it's 11.30. Like, it's, they have, you have, like, extra time. Or it's 11.20. You have extra time, but I imagine BTR only gives you something like 15 or 20 minutes. This, yeah. No, the, the yeah. you have three hours. We broadcast live for three hours, and then we go into our archive hour. But once we go into our archive hour at 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, the lines disconnect, or not disconnect, the lines are no oh, longer active. After so 11, if you're online, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, if you're online, I can still bring you on, but you can't call in after 11 or after the show goes into its fourth yeah. hour. So I don't know if they're going to be able to get back in. Yeah. I am so sorry. I am so I would love to have you on. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Try coming in next week. Let me know that you're here and I will bring you on. Make sure that you get on okay. Voices are Okay. And it was uh, nice to hear Debbie by the way. Uh I I when I think of Debbie, I always think of uh the uh thanks Debbie. I always think of the um my days at Reverse. Uh and I mm-hmm. was sad when I saw that the Reverse things were, were wiped out. I'm, I'm glad that I archived at least a couple of them. Then I found them on that obscure uh, that obscure drive there. And I'm glad I found your that that poem too, because I remember I found the, the I finally found the audio recording at uh, and the, the actual poem, the the Lamia poem. So I don't mm-hmm. know what happened there, but it it was somewhere. Oh yeah, I, I found it on uh, YouTube. I was looking for something else. I think things similar related. And I saw it on YouTube, and uh, my VLC isn't recording YouTube anymore for some reason, but my brother's is, so I asked him to record that, and I've transcribed it now. And, and I remember I, I sent you the—I think I sent you the video through email, so I'm glad that that's there. So, Me anyways, too. that Facebook is is where I can be found, and uh, you always—I I always like—you always say something to make me laugh or make me smile. Like uh, I, I just laughed out loud so much when uh, you said, um, uh, Robbie's going to be sorry to miss it because he loves attention. <laughs> I do. And I will send you the harmonica. I'm going to send you the harmonica. That was my grandpa's. It's not heels, but hopefully mm-hmm. it's just as good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great job tonight, baby. Thanks. Thanks. All right. Bye, hon. All right, next caller, area code 919. 919, you're on the air. Good evening, Nyla. How are you? How are you? I am wonderful, sweetheart. It's really good to hear from you. I know. Been a bit. I've been in a state of recluse. I'm feeling like a recluse lately. What, what happy anniversary to you, dear. And happy anniversary to you, my dear. Yes, that's that's one reason why I had to call into because we are celebrating moments. We are celebrating milestones. Yeah. In our lives. And and we're happy for you, Nyla, because that's one reason why I had to call in because around in my area the poetry scene seems to be a little bit and the decline, and there's not much places to go to perform, you know, as far as I can see. So, you know, I, I guess I'm writing still, but I'm, I'm not as motivated as I would like to be, but I write, 
because it's what I do, you know. I will write with our audience or without our audience. I will well, we're not machines. You know, we go through phases. Sometimes we're up and sometimes we're down, and we have to allow ourselves that time. You know, we we, we can't, you know, we have to allow ourselves our humanity and just go with it and keep pushing ourselves, and we'll be where we're supposed to be. Yes, 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 right, yes, right, yes, right. They got to keep going. And that's why, and that is why I keep going. And, you know, I mean, quitting is never an option. No, it is never an option. It, it is never so, an option. It, it just, I, I what are you going to share with us tonight, hon? Oh, tonight, I'm going to share the everyone. Yes, good night. I am Granville. Thank you, Nyla. I am Granville. You're welcome. I am I'm, I'm going to do this, this poem because this poem is one of my first poems that I wrote. And it wrote a poem almost 40 years ago that really let me know that this, I was on the path, you know, to, to me being, being who I am. The poem is called, uh, what is the poem called? <laughs> <laughs> the Chua. called The Chua, as in Taft. My my son refers to it as uh, what? The, how does it refer to it? The the classic. He refers to it as the classic. Anyway, here goes the classic, the chore. I have traveled to the core of my soul, and I have seen the uttermost parts of my belly. Yes, I have faced my fears. I have pondered understanding and corrugated madness. Wisdom has felt my scrutiny. Wit made an ally of me. Secret places became my abode. In the silence, my mind played. Walking with the intangible. And this became my tool in life. Just something to do in the scheme of things. Thank you very much, Naila. Thank you. And thank you to the listening public for having me. Thank, thank you, you Granville. Appreciate you. you so much. It's so good to hear your voice. I know, I know. And it's good to, good to hear your voice tonight. I, I had to come tonight. <laughs> I had to show up, even if I was late. Well, you are a huge part of this family, so it wouldn't be it wouldn't be the anniversary show without you. So thank you so much for making the time to be here. Happy to be here, my friend. Happy to be here. Thank you, my dear. Have a blessed evening, blessed life, blessed evening. <laughs> you as well, honey. And hopefully, we'll talk to you next week. Okay. Yes. Yes. I'm. I'm going to be more diligent about it. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll see what I can do to inspire you to get that writing bug going, okay? 
Yes, my dear, yes, yes. And keep, and keep inviting <laughs> right, me. Let, let me thank you for that. Okay. <laughs> oh, Bye-bye. I'm relentless at that, so <laughs> you're welcome, honey. <laughs> Bye. You are relentless at this. And I thank you for it. I thank you for it. <laughs> keep a better note that tenacity, tenacious. <laughs>
in which you believe is not more than Satan's politics. Realize you have been deceived. If I could remember to forget times I fell for Satan's lies, I may have saved oceans of tears from cascading from my eyes. And yet I suppose I was supposed to learn from those mistakes and tears and grow. Those incidents and incidents are testimonies to which God may use us as seeds to sow. Once you have come through a trial or two, God willing, you learn and grow and become a source of proof of what God through you can do. These days, the crowd speaks of many things. Disconnect biblical truths are sickeningly regained. Yes, we have the means to remain uninfected through prayer, faith, and studying God's word, as well as striving to live a life pleasing to the Lord. Can you imagine the look of Satan's face? If the crowd, instead of screaming Barabbas, now spoke on one godly accord, there are platforms, easy cafe, for 17 years offered a platform that allows you to say what you need to say. Reminders that our responsibility as those blessed with the ability to write and recite is to share our blessings in some way. I choose to share my gift by sharing and praising God. May God continue to bless the Speakeasy Cafe, its hostess, and all of the many callers. Happy anniversary. God bless. And peace. I could just hug you now. That was beautiful. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you, school mom, for the assignment. (laughs) (laughs) You get an A on your homework. (laughs) And I say that lovingly because, you know, I'm the child of a school mom. (laughs) So I hold that term in the highest of regard. Uh, I know, man. I'm I'm good at giving out homework, but you aced that one. I appreciate you. I appreciate you being here tonight. I appreciate you sharing that, and it was incredible. There was no way I wasn't going to be here tonight. I've been to another show already and dipped out <laughs> because I had to get over here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank now, goodness. I do have Thank piece, you. If you have the time okay. for it. I do. Please. Okay. This one's called I'm Ready. How many times in your life have you uttered this question? I'm ready to pass this test. I'm ready for this relationship. Or even... Tired of all this chaos in my life, and I'm ready to die. God willing, that is not but another of the enemy's lie. I've been in the midst of a battle that came close to taking me under. Until I heard the rumble of a heaven-set thunder, a rumble that reminded me that I can conquer all by the God in me. I'm ready actually tap into the power that I can wield, I am ready to diminish the 
you, my Lord, might increase. I'm ready to allow you to lead that myself may chaos may cease. I'm ready, Lord. I'm ready to receive you and your incomprehensible peace. I'm ready to mature past lip service and put into practice my faith. I'm ready to allow your power and love to be victorious over my failings and your forgiveness great, loving, kind. Those things be forgotten and erased. Bless you, Lord, and I pray in the name of Jesus the Christ that this declaration of I'm ready, true, that I am ready to fully relinquish, prove that I am ready to allow you to do what you do. Dear Lord, at long last, I'm ready. Oh. It's a long road to get there sometimes, but it's nice when you make it, right? Yes. 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 Fantastic and even when you think you've made it, both of those. Not. <laughs> right? So <laughs> Isn't that when uh, they say you're supposed to let go of the wheel and let someone else drive? Yeah. It's just yeah. so <laughs> Humans, it's so hard to do. Because we think we got everything <laughs> under control, <laughs> right? I no never have everything under control, but I love, I, but I love, I love the spiral, you know. <laughs> All yeah, right, well, my yeah, love. Tell everyone how to find you, sweetheart. Uh, you can find me every Sunday night at eight p.m. at the Inspiration Factory uh, with the Tiffany the Thrill Entertainment Network three one nine five two seven six three zero zero is the number to dial, and you can find me at Paul Sampson. Uh, Divine Inspiration on Facebook, and Bless for Free on Instagram. And I think Perfect. that's it. I have a TikTok, but I never do it, so I don't even remember what, <laughs> what it is. I <laughs> uh, appreciate you, sweetheart. Thank you, seriously, for making the time to be here, for playing hooky on the other part of the show so that you could share with us, and you're just awesome. Thank you, and thank you so much for your dedication to this platform. Um, you spoke about it, and another gentleman earlier spoke about it. Well, pretty much everybody spoke about it, how necessary you are and how um, inspiring you are to, to, to so many lives. Don't give it up. I hope to I have get up this 17 years with myself. I'm coming up on eight. Uh, I'm, I'm halfway there. <laughs> no, less than <laughs> I'm, I'm coming. <laughs> you know, if you make it past seven, you're doing good. So... Yeah, when, once you make it past seven, that's the that's the the magic year. Like if you can stay married for seven years, you got a real go at it. So, oh okay, yeah, you guys you guys awesome. do awesome stuff. So I know you're going to be fine. We'll be we'll, we're here for the long haul, right? Absolutely. I, I, at the risk of being vulgar, I'm going to use one of my granddaddy's old uh, saying: that we're going to be harder to shake than a booger. <laughs> Oh, that was so vulgar. Oh, my gosh. I cannot believe you said that. Oh, goodness. Now there goes my rating. I know, right? But if you could imagine a, a, method, a highest Methodist minister coming out with that one, it just tickled me. And I was young the first time I heard it. It just tickled me to no end. Oh, granddaddy said sugar. <laughs> That's funny. All um, right, sweetheart. We'll talk uh, to you next week if you can get here. We appreciate you, hon. God willing, I surely will. Uh, God bless you and your callers now. 
Thank you, sweetheart. Appreciate you. All right. So we have one last caller that I'm going to bring on so they can close out the show with me. Like old times. <laughs> Michael, are you there? I am. <laughs> How are you doing, sweetheart? Um, well, how about you? I am good, except for my, I have a brand new kitten, and it just woke up, and it's trying to climb up inside my headset and stick its tongue in my nose. It's quite awkward. Oh. Is it purring? Yeah. It's yep. like purring and licking Thank the you. mic. Now, get off me. Get off me. Cat. Nobody likes cats. It is good to hear from you. <laughs> you said you didn't have a, have anything ready to read, though, right? No, no, I haven't written in I don't know how long. I don't have anything like online anywhere, so well, even... we started the show with a track of yours called Ceaseless. And okay, I yeah, also yeah. have my breath is my ammunition, so I would like to close the show with that if I have your permission to do so, even though I didn't ask when I started the show with your piece. <laughs> Yeah, I think I gave that permission 17 years ago. Okay. I know, can you believe this 17 years? Isn't it crazy? No, no. I, I saw that number. I was like, what? No. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I was talking about, you missed the the first part of the show, but when I played Jesus, I was talking about you, you know, and how, you know, you were so, you were so, much when you know when we first started this you never allowed me to quit you know some crazy stuff went on for a while and it's it was Mm -hmm. you just you just never let me have that option you you were like my rock and I don't know if I would have kept going had it not been for for that from you and I just appreciate you so much you have no idea you know you you stuck it out as long longer than you should have you know (laughs) Because you had things going on in your life that needed attention, but you still hung with me, and and um, you know you're just amazing. And I don't know if I've ever told you that or told you how much I appreciate each and everything that you've done. And you know you are you are the cornerstone of this show, and you always will be. That's why you know I don't know if you ever noticed that every single week your name is in the list or on the yeah yeah in the information. I, you know? I, I've noticed, That's, of course, yeah. That's where you belong. That's where you'll always be, and I love you, and I am very thankful for I love you. you, too. Uh, likewise. Uh, it, it's uh, just so many things that I I don't know that I would have done since then if it wasn't for being on the show with you and and your unwavering support of myself and everybody else. Uh, it's there's no there's no better cheerleader in the world than you, hon. <laughs> well, I hope that you start writing again when the urge hits you because you are an incredible writer. I've always said that. I've always been a fan of yours, you know. And I've watched and seen zombie things you've done, and and all of <laughs> stupid cat is trying to climb up my nose. I swear <laughs> to God, it's like ripping open the nostril and shoving its head in there. Get off me. This is not the way I want to portray myself in public, you little shit. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I hope the Baptist minister's son nope. was not listening to that. Oh, I shouldn't have cussed. I'm sorry. Okay, anyway, so, Michael, 
I would love to have you mm-hmm. help me close out the show. I'm going to close the mm-hmm. show with a piece of yours called My Breath is My Ammunition. So is there anything you would like to share with everybody before we say goodnight? Um, just thank you, everybody that ever participated or um, came by, supported any of it. It it, um, it really is like a lot of people have said it tonight, but it's really what you what you've built is truly a special community, and um, I'm incredibly lucky to have ever been a part of it. You're still a part of it. You'll always be a part of it. You don't have to be here all the time to be, to be, I mean, you are, you know, you are, you, Debbie, Jason, mm-hmm. all of you, not Ray, though. Yeah. Do I say that out loud? <laughs> Do I say that in my out loud voice? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. In my old age, you know, I, I just, I'll just blame it on Tourette's or something. All right, Michael. I'm glad you called in. Yeah. I'm glad that, that I got a chance so. to talk to you and that you were gone because you, you deserve to be on this show. You deserve the recognition you get. And you put in a lot of miles here. And you'll never know how grateful I am. I, I, that goes both ways. I Really, um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you want to tell people how to find you? Um. Well, I mean, I all I what I do now is is uh, basically stuff for uh, air knuckle fighting, like posters and I like saw that on your fighter page. merchandise and stuff. Yeah, so um, if you think you might be into it, you can go to the donnybrico dot com. That's our our store. Very cool. All right. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Don't be a stranger. If you want to come, just hang out. If you write something I want to read, you know, okay. you've always got the, you've got the key. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks, All right. Huh? You're welcome. All right, everybody, you've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. I want to thank all of you for being here on our 17th anniversary show. I want to thank all of you who have been here since the beginning, who have shown up during the journey. And for those of you who are brand new tonight, um, you know, the family's always growing and, and it's always such an incredible adventure every single time the mics go live. So just appreciate you guys. Have a fantastic week. Be safe out there over the holiday season. We've got a show coming up right before Christmas, so that will be nice right before the Christmas holiday. Um, We have some fun stuff planned for that. I'm going to close the show, as I said, with a piece by our very own Michael Quigg Q called My Breath is My Ammunition, and we will see you guys next week. Good night, everybody. Disdain burns my throat. You're so empty, you float. Destruction has followed wherever you've been. A faithful companion, genocide again. The words of love you twist to suit your needs. Your ignorance truly isn't bliss. Manipulate my father, manipulate my son. Turn away from the light and don't think of what you've done. Become the demon, the devil, the evil. Cause our upheaval and attempt to fulfill prophecies medieval. But you do not have my permission, so these will not come to fruition. My breath is my ammunition.